Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
like raccoons or skunks But back to the regular schedule program The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11, emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press 1 To everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are
out here the signals that it's summertime. You, you feel me? I feel so, you all the way. I really, I really don't. I don't have that same experience. Y'all, y'all have the experience of the sun. You know, coming out of the winter cold and darkness and flourishing into spring, where you see the first budding, and then the leaves turn and the flowers come out and the women come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we went through a very harsh, very hard winter, you know, very, very brutal winter. Um, it took a while to get warm. So, you know, once that happened, you know what I mean, everything changes. The attitudes change. It's like, you know, people are like the, being at the bees and, and the butterflies are missing and the, the ladybugs don't show up no more. Now they just manifest a human form. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the, the, the people, the human of the bees, they buzzing now, you know what I mean? Like, they congregate around flowers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, uh, just tap into your Akashi Blessed, tap into your memory bank when you finish surfing and all of that. You know, come out, like, you know, you, 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 you can still tap into that memory and come back home and uh, remember how it felt, you know, but... Um, yeah, nah, I don't, I don't... <laughs> I only feel the surf. One, two, you know, I will be making my return to the East Coast. Uh, I definitely need to immerse myself in some of that energy. I need to see the family. And more importantly, I need the family to see what, uh, you know, what we, we've been working on and working with. Because I've been over here cooking. Uh, <laughs> I say that. Hold on. It's very eager to see what it is. Cooking. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been in the lab know, as an alchemist. Yeah, I know one thing that bring True, yeah, yeah. True alchemy, the philosopher's stone. You know, making a great man better. You know what I'm saying? And, and turning base metals into gold, literally and figuratively. You know what I'm saying? So, with all of these experiences and just the information, the amount of breakthroughs that we've been. Uh, We've, we've been able to achieve just in the last two or three months, you know, the presence of a whole new logic in our paradigm, you know, having different thoughts, my, my dreams being totally different experiences. All of these things have created a whole new outlook, you know, and I want to come back and share that with the family. You know, I want to tell those that are willing to listen and those that are willing to see you know, this new day and age for what it is that everything that they're looking for in terms of the answers that they're grasping, you know, so hard to get their hands on are right around them. You know, I know that everything that we need, we have as a unit self-contained. We just have to really take an assessment of, of our surroundings and see where we at with things. And that's the information and the message that I want to bring, you know, and, and, of course, you know, we have different ways and systems to point this out, whether it be philosophically, ideologically, mathematically, spiritually, you know, whatever way we have to present this to those that are willing to uh, hear what we have to offer, I think it would be pretty clear to them that, um, you know, that, Victory is, is, is pretty much on them at this particular point. There's nothing other than yourself 
still holding you connected to this matrix, your unwillingness to let go. You know what I'm saying? There's still something that we're chasing as a people that we're not being honest about alongside this whole aspect that we're chasing freedom. You know what I'm saying? And we got to ask ourselves, what are you looking to be free from? You know, and once you answer that, then I think it would develop more of a strategy of, of how you could go about getting free from that thing that you aspire to be free from. You know? So mm-hmm. these, these, to me, you know, continuously are glorious times that we live in. This is a beautiful day. It's a beautiful paradigm. We're watching, you know, one world fall to pieces, you know, the destruction or, you know, the fallout, should I say, remnants of a bygone era, the deletion of programs, you know, all of these things are taking place on many different levels, some being um, enacted by people's change in consciousness and some are being fueled by the integration of a technological age, which is laying waste to an industrial age. So you're in this very interesting time where, where time is shifting. You know what I'm saying? Time is shifting, and, and the tectonic plates of, of time, you know, there's there's almost guaranteed to be some earthquakes in between that, some tremors or what have you. You know, some people are going to fall between the cracks. You know what I'm saying? And some people are going to be prepared. Some people are going to have earth shifts and, and dome homes, and I feel none of these vibrations and just ride this wave through, tap into that frequency, and really become the framers of, of a new society. You know what I'm saying? I'm just happy, like I said, to be in that position where I continuously am meeting people with solutions. I'm continuously meeting people that have the um the, the thought brain power or the brain power, you know, to change paradigm. You know, I'm I'm meeting innovative people that are the Carnegies of, of the next day, you know, this new this new this new world that we're going into that are gonna be the Rockefellers in terms of their inventions, their creations, their intellectual capital and, and, you know, the power of their mind, what they're able to receive, how they're able to see or look into the world and see solutions rather than problems. You know, those are people that I'm surrounding myself with, you know what I'm saying? And those are conversations uh-huh. that I'm constantly having and it's helping me out, you know, it's strengthening my resolve, you know, and it's making... um you know, my, my, my vision that much more clearer, not to get pulled into what's going on around me, the emotions of it, you know, because yeah. it can be a, a very taxing reality because some of the things that we're seeing that people are balking at are based on decisions that individuals are making, and those decisions are, you know, sometimes based on non-support from the community or, you know, outdated programs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and we really have to ask ourselves, we have to be brutally honest. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It is all a program. Like, do you know, can you identify what program you're running? Can you identify what position that you're playing in this matrix? Are you writing code or is your code being written? You know, and are you comfortable with that position? And can you ever say that you're free knowing that that's who you are and that's where you're at? 
You know, I had a very liberating experience this weekend listening to that conversation with Dame Dash and Combat Jack. You know what I'm saying? That shit should be mandatory listening for any and everybody that comes through this thing, especially for those amongst you that want to um, walk in the steps of independence by way of saying that you facilitate some sort of business in this new paradigm. I'm an entrepreneur, you know. I'm a, I'm, I'm part of Gates Hill Empowerment, and I'm bossing up. You know what I'm saying? Are you? Do you have the heart to be a boss? Do you have the testicular fortitude to be a boss? Can you really support yourself and your, and your people and your family? You know, or is it just an illusion? Is this some pie-in-the-sky type of situation that you dreamed up that you're chasing? Is it realistic? Is it going to hurt you and your family in the long run rather than help? You know what I'm saying? Is it realistic? Are you built for this? Business is not for punks. Um, preference that interview and let the family know where they can go to actually listen to that interview because family, this is when it becomes very important that you don't get stuck in puritanical mind states about, you know, you thinking that you the deep person or the sharpest tool in the box. People like Dame Dash is Illuminati or they're underneath or beneath you because, you know, they don't have an L or a Bay. They're not saying whole pep every minute and things of that nature, and he doesn't have anything to offer. When in fact, this man, you know, got so much wisdom in about two hours, it could be relatable to all aspects of life. Okay? Especially, especially what you're going through in the conscious community or what you're going to go through. Okay, yeah. you're going to be without for a period of time when you come into this thing because once yeah. you change your frame of reference in terms of the way that you think, there's certain things that you're going to be uncomfortable with, and that schism in your whole, uh, your, your brain waves, the way that you view yourself in the matrix is going to cause a schism. That schism has the ability, you know, to, to, to mess you up financially for a little while until you get yourself grounded and figure out exactly where you are in the scheme of things and how you're going to interface with this mechanism called the matrix, with your soul still intact. Now that you got the information that's telling you what the situation is, it's like, nah, this is what it is and what. How you going to navigate? You know what I'm saying? And, and not everybody is, is fit and equipped to do that because majority of people don't have support of friends and family when they go through this transition. And then they have this whole epidemic in the community of, you know, people being taken advantage of when they do go through those particular periods. You have these vultures that are just waiting, these culture vultures, as he call them, that know these people are going to fall into peril. They know that they're going to fall into a position where they need uh, a hand, a help, you know, not so much as a hand out, but a hand, pull me in. You know what I'm saying? And that, that, that hand could be information that's parlayed. Like, look, you know, you might want to put X amount of bread aside and put it into this because shit going to slow up. You can't rely on the people because they're not relying on themselves. Well, you know, and no offense to the people, you know, I'm sure that we're not talking to family, you know, people who are oversensitive, you know, overflowing with all kind of uh, 
uh, hormone imbalances. I know that that's not the audience that we have, but the brother really broke it down when he spoke about the fact that you can't necessarily answer to a boss. You can't necessarily live your life answering to another man or woman and ever claim any kind of independence. So there's certain certain compromises that come with being um, employed by somebody, especially if you're conscious. Like, I'm not even going to get into that too hard tonight because, you know, that that's a whole, that's like a seminar lecture series. But especially if you are conscious and you're becoming knowledgeable about self, not only are you becoming knowledgeable about self, you're also becoming knowledgeable about uh, who you may perceive. And, and notice I say who you may perceive as your open enemy or adversary or whatnot. But at the same time, in order to put food on the table, in order to provide, you know, uh, wear a mask and you have to act like you don't know what you just found out last night on YouTube in the presence of these people and you take orders and you're basically being, you know, I mean, they call it the plantation and it's like indentured servitude in a way. You know, it's not chattel. Some people may be going through that, but it's indentured servitude in so many ways. You know what I'm saying? So he was talking about somebody. He said he wants to debate Liar Cohen, and he wants to debate um, the Moskowitz brothers. He wants to debate Doug Morrison and the people that were the, um He wants to debate a Jimmy Iovine, the same person that Charles Hamilton said in the interview that he perceives as God on this earth, the white man, a Satanist. You understand what I'm saying? Dame Dash said he wants to have an open debate with these men. This is a brother from Harlem. While Harlem is, is, you know, while New York or Harlem, for that matter, is being, you know, uh, uh, it's already teleformed as the as the home of the debate, you know, the home of the battle, you know what I'm saying, from the battle rappers, the Dot Mob brothers who are at the forefront, Loaded Lux, T-Rex, Mook and all of them, the forefronts of battle rap, to the House of Consciousness with Sarnetta with the debates. So now Dame Dash is coming to fill in that void as well. He's like, look, I want to debate. Forget everything. I don't want to argue you. I can't talk to the workers anymore. I don't. There's no conversation with a worker. You take orders from a. I'm a boss. You take orders from another boss. I want to debate your boss. Don't send me the worker because that's a distraction. Argue and try to and try to stick up for the Europeans, the culture vultures that he calls them, and he completely shut that down. No, send me to the boss. He he shut that down. That's a distraction. I know what that is. They trying to send the worker. They trying to send the house nigga at me. I want the master because I'm going to wash them up. Mm-hmm. I have to expose them for what they've done to our culture. It goes right back into many conversations that we've had about what they've done in hip-hop. The running joke in hip-hop is that Negroes, uh, African-Americans, niggas, whatever you want to call them, have not reached a billion dollars in 40 years. You should be highly ashamed of yourself. I'm talking about extremely Michael Jordan is not a billionaire. There's nothing to you should, Why are they partying at night? Why is, why is the clubs even open? Why are they selling alcohol? What do you niggas celebrate? Like, what are you celebrating? What is there to, what is there to um, yeehaw about? What is there to kowtow about? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. There's no time for celebration. Y'all are in the gutter. Completely in the gutter. You haven't made it. There's people who have nothing to do with hip-hop, bro. 
is somebody living on the Cayman Islands. There's Europeans chilling up in the Swiss Alps that made a billion dollars in the 80s off of hip-hop. Come on, man. So he's like, yo, y'all didn't even, yeah. He, and he said, even when they make a billion, it's making a billion off of two cents off of an album. You slave, you sacrificed and threw so many people into the grave. You've washed up. you double-crossed and cut so many hands off. You've double-crossed all the other people that you came in with. Just to make it. How many people are dreaming as become a billionaire? How many bodies, how many skulls is he standing on, family? Talk to me. If Jay-Z and Tough Daddy become billionaires, how many skulls and bodies are they standing on? Not to say that they caught bodies, but the influential, you know, the, the influence of what it is that they were pushing. The the, the 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 multitudes of rappers that they've influenced, the multitudes of dudes that went out of state were working in trunk and got their weight pushed back. The multitude of our brothers is in jail right now. We got a brother in the community that might be facing life. Drug related. A teacher. It makes no sense. There's yeah. no salute. Yo. That brings tears to my eyes, you know, because I consider Natural Tahuti a very good friend, you know what I'm saying, and before before YouTube, you know what I'm saying, before YouTube, when he was on the block, he was he was he was cleaning his life, you know, from his previous, uh, you know, addictions to substances, and, and the brother because of the information, wanted to make a change. This is when there was no incentive, family. This is when you had to be who you had to be because you was on the block. You were setting up shop on the block, dealing with the people on a one-on-one. And you two wasn't in the mix as of yet. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't on the lecture circuit. He was just passionate yeah, about the information. And, and he wanted to make a difference, not only in other people's lives, but definitely in his own. You know, I'm not going to have a whole sermon about what his motives are and what he did and what he didn't do because I don't know. But, Nobody but knows I'm, I'm, saddened, I'm saddened to see, you know, him in, that, in this particular position and then the campaign looking at, the, you know, the looking at the uh, the video of it. Yeah, I understand the language that they use, and I understand that they are trying his case in public, open and closed. You know, they're using contralogic language on him. They're locking him in immediately. Yeah, immediately. So uh, it's just not a good look, you know. And um, I'm going to that. It is an excellent lesson. You know what I'm saying? And there's other brothers that's trapped off. You know what I mean? Shout out to my brother, Moon. I don't want to put people's information out there. But like I said, if anybody that was following the show, when I came back to New York in September, and I was all, I damn near was on the phone crying because of the conditions that I came back to my city. I was gone for, I was gone for about six months, and I came back to a ghost town. I came back to a city that was in turmoil. I came back to a city that's under economic warfare, and nobody was out there talking about solutions. Nobody was offering any solutions. I suffered for many, many months in New York. I'm talking about suffered. My family suffered as a result of things not being together out here. You know what I'm saying? So the only conversation worth having at this point, I don't, 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 like, I'm going to be highly upset for anybody that tries to 
lock the people to sleep and, and make them feel like it's anything else but survival at this point and self, um, um, you know, self, self, self-preservation, economics, cooperation. Anybody comes into this network trying to pull this network apart, I'm gonna hurt them with my hands. I promise you. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sitting by and acting like this. Like this is not agent provocateur divisiveness. This is not cipher inside of the matrix when these people pop up. And if any of you people are out there supporting them and running behind BNH cheerleaders, don't don't come around. Like stay far away from me because I'm you. You the enemy as well. You the enemy to mankind. These, it just doesn't make sense. So we really have to. We got to. I'm telling you, people' lives are being affected now. People are facing life. Basically, when you get life, that's a death sentence. People are getting put to slow, slow death out here. So this is no joke. This is not time to play around and to pontificate and hee-haw. This is serious, family. I'm taking this very, very serious. Like I said, we have to. We got to get on our jobs. We got to come together. The only thing stopping us is us. If we worked as a network, many of us would not go through some of the things that we go through. There's too many ideas, too much geniuses out here. It's too many people like our, our brother Buddha. I mean, Buddha. It's too many new scholars in the cut waiting to get discovered for us to, for, for, you know what I mean, to, to come back on, to come on this stage. For us to be playing any games, any games. So, you know, I'm not, we're not going to get all long-winded. You know, that's uh, we have a show tonight, a powerful show, you know what I'm saying, on the eve of Father's Day weekend, you know what I'm saying? It's just, that's why this conversation is very important, and we even began it like that, because as a father, as a new father who came back into New York with a brand-new baby girl, you understand what I'm saying? Where I even succumbed to the... To the um, you know, I even succumbed to the um, request of my wife to go get a nine-to-five and, 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 you know, just go into the system and whatnot. But they don't want me. I tried. I tried. But what it did with the ancestors or that spirit, that conscious spirit did, is it put me through that to show me. Sometimes you can't just read it in a book. you got to feel it. You have to taste it. you got to know what it's feeling like. you got to know what the streets is really going through. So when you get back out there, you don't get up on stage just to play around and waste people's time. You have a real message, and they'll feel it because it's coming from your heart. So I really, 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 and I had options. If you don't hire me, I hire myself. I put, you know what I mean, because that's what I'm built from. But what happens to the brothers who can't do that? What happens to the brother who has no plan B? What happens to a brother, and the community didn't hold me up. The community wasn't really there. I'm going to keep it 1,000. Not the way that they could have been, but that's neither here nor there. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's struggling. But what about the brother who has no community? What about the brother whose plan B is the streets? What about the brother whose plan B is the community in the street? Or 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 or, or a ball, or a pound or half a pound or an ounce or something. Or better yet, or even worse, a stripper pole. Or even worse, a, a, a worn-out mattress in an abandoned building laying on your back for the brothers and the sisters. How can we be so enlightened? How can we be so 
coming cut from royalty and all of this, the people are in such denial about what's really real out here. I really don't get it. I really don't get it. So if you see the videos that I've been doing, I have one with Brother Sue Tech. It's on KTL Empowerment on a YouTube channel, The Hidden Colors of Black Economics. I have a, um, I'm not just talking about it. We're going to make some moves. We have a lecture coming up in August, the first week of August, I believe, with the House of Consciousness. Brother Donetta went ahead and booked out the National Black Theater. It's going to be me, Brother Sutek, and the third party is um, we working on that right now. It's going to be his, his, his uh, presentation is going to deal with economics. My presentation is going to deal with technology. The revolution will be digitized. You know what I'm saying? But inside of that presentation, you're going to be hit with a whole bunch of solutions and, 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 and you'll be able to wake up. I've never been to a lecture. Not never, but it's been rare that I've been to a lecture where I wake up. I, I go to the lecture on Sunday, and I wake up on Monday with a directive or the or, 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 or somewhere to show up or something somewhere to go to get this thing started up, to either make some bread or to make a move to make some of my plans come to life. It's very rare. But when you walk out of here, that night, you'll be able to wake up Monday morning, and if you built like that, and if you're ready to make moves to empower yourself, you'll have the tools to do such. I promise you. When is when is this uh, presentation? I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, when is this presentation? What is the what? When when is the presentation? What is the date on the presentation? Yes, when is it taking place? Correct. The first weekend of August. Okay. It's gonna be on All right, Sunday. Just letting the family know. Yeah. I mean we you yo, we we here though, family. Like you you're definitely you know, you know how we gonna campaign. So you're gonna hear the can you're gonna hear the drums. You're gonna know that we we coming. So just be patient, it's in the works, it's coming, the revolution will be digitized, all with the circle around it, all rights reserved. Evolution will be digitized. You know, stop playing. Everybody's playing. I mean, real talk, man. I feel like 89% of these people are playing. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about the audience and the teachers because you got to hold everybody accountable. This is not a spectator sport. This ain't sports, family. This is not the finals. It's not NBA. Everybody has to play their part. And buying a book or a DVD, coming around and philosophizing, that's not playing your part. Or wearing a shirt or whatever, that's not playing your part. That's not part of the game. Can't sit around and wait for what a teacher is going to do or what they're going to say or what they're going to tell you to do and stuff like that. We we all have to put our hands on deck and get this thing going. But at the end of the day, I can't necessarily blame a lot of people because they're not really getting, you know, I, I just feel like the information that they're receiving and people are not speaking directly to them. They're speaking about them. But they're not speaking to the audience and empowering the audience to find out who's in the audience and what do you do in the audience. No, I've never seen no, I ain't never been in no lecture where the, where the, the lecturer turned the camera around and, uh, and the mic into the audience and was like, how many people in the audience are computer programmers? How many people in the audience are technicians, how many people in the audience are lawyers and doctors, how many people in the audience are creative um, content creators, videographers, filmmakers, screenwriters, I've never been to that lecture. Please let me know 
what day that election took place so I could make sure that when I get the time machine, I could go back and be there. Because I missed that one. I really did. You know, and I showed them my room for 500, 600 people. They showed up to get activated. But nobody's activating so it's a spectator sport now. It is a spectator sport. This shit is theater. You get up there to see people, you know, do their best in You know, who's going to act the best? Who who has the best, you know, who can respect their lines? Yeah, who's, Ooh, whose performance is the most compelling? Yeah, you see how he recited his lines? How did he remember all of that? That's what it is. This shit is like a vine compilation. But let me digress. I'm going to go ahead and see what's up with our guest tonight. All right. Hey, family. And I know you heard it before, but that law 44 is on its way. Putting the finishing touches on it, you know what I'm saying? Putting the African red pepper in the pot. You know, it's stewing. It's stewing. The brew is cooking. This is and be ready to be served. You know? <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and more than likely, we're going to do a primer this Friday. I am working my best on making it an audio-visual presentation. I'm probably do a warm-up this Friday which is uh, Friday the 13th. Is my paradigm is 4-4, because June is also the fourth month. So we'll do a 4-4 warm-up this Friday with the Google Hangout visuals as a um, as a bonus so the family can follow visually, you know what I'm saying, just in case, just, you know, if you might not be able to hang, but what's being said, you can follow visual patient as well. And we'll do a more full-length one in a very, very near future. Still rolling the dice. I'm looking at Atlanta as more than likely being the site that we're going to be putting that together. So, um, you know, I can uh, share the platform with a few people that we're going to be bringing forth. Because, again, this is just not about the blue pill. Law encompasses everyone's conversation at this point. Everyone's talking to Law 44, whether they know it or not. So we're going to uh, open that platform and let people come forward and get their piece of dissertation, you know? And, um, yeah, we'll keep you definitely informed about that. KT the off degree, he's going to be doing the X-Men, I believe, in the next week uh, around the solstice. He's going to be doing um, Edge of Tomorrow, and I'm sure that he'll be pulling in a few more different elements in terms of movies and things that are happening to give you the latest in his Hollywood Dakota series. He's telling me to tell everyone, you know, that Edge of Tomorrow is ridiculous. It's the truth. You might want to go check that. You know what I'm saying? He said that that's, uh, might be Tom Cruise at his best. You know, if you ain't see X-Men, you might want to check that out. Of course, Maleficent, you know, I was a wonderful one as well. And we can tie it in, you know, because all of these stories, especially, you know, the blockbuster movie cycles, 
they're always tied into the um, cosmological story that's being told at that particular time. You know, what the solar imperative is, you know, what the broader story is, you'll always find a reflection in the silver screen, you know? So we're going to be able to tie it all in, you know? Yeah, get ready to um to the call queue. I'll call this. Should be there right now. Absolutely. All right, All right. I'm awaiting him. His arrival. He hasn't showed up as of yet. Dr. Valentine, if you're on the line, and with no further ado, family, our brother needs no introduction. We present to you caller from the 646 Peace and greetings to Reverend Dr. Phil Valentine. Peace, my brother. Hotep, Hotep. How are you? Hotep. All is well in yourself. All is well. Looking forward to this weekend. And um, thank you for, again, uh, your kind invitation to be able to address the family. It is our honor, as always, to have you on the program. And definitely, we are looking forward to seeing you return to New York at a time that seems very timely. Um, there's been a notable amount of things taking place in the media on a broader scale that speaks to the need and the imperativeness for this conversation to take place. You know, what we're seeing is the what would appear to be you know, a galactical chess game, the systematic destruction of all of the black pieces on the chessboard, taking out the queen and then going for the king mess, and then, you know, the family's in peril after that. So it's just a few things that have been taking place. I don't know if you've been catching the sequence of them per se, but um, these are definitely some interesting times that we're living in. Uh, indeed. Um, I have not been really keeping up because the synchronicities for someone uh, who's been in this at the front lines for so long, the synchronicity is uh, familiar. So the levels of atrocities, which, you know, a lot of my old teachers told us to be prepared for, and what I just passed along as far as an, a baton of knowledge to brothers like yourself and uh, and, and our sisters. Uh, the, the sequence of events and the things that are taking place are not surprising. Uh, they may change the color like a chameleon, but the chameleon stays the same. They have different uh, textures and spots like the octopus can look like and change the textures of its skin but it's still an octopus. Uh, it's the same thing when I hear our young brothers and sisters call me to relate the, the, the present strategies and, and challenges as well as tragedies that we're facing as if it's something different. Somebody's cranking up or rank, ratcheting up the horror. And uh, either you become numb or indifferent or you essentially, you know, go ballistic and crazy the way they want you to. But if in your recognition of the times you 
keep that particular part of yourself under control so that you can actually learn the weakness of the adversary and exploit it because this is all about guerrilla warfare in the mind uh, to recognize the horror as you see it around you as the last vestiges of the kind of wickedness that has got to show itself before you know what it is. Most people have been laying dormant and very nonchalant because the the wickedness and the evil and the things that the, the machinations were under just under the the surface and the people who were manipulating the the times remained under the surface, but then they used our young brothers uh, to familiarize themselves with their, the, their new keepers. So they had Jay-Z come out with the Illuminati and start, you know, teasing our brothers and sisters into accepting that because, of course, since he's like that, why don't I want to be like that? So what, I'm, you know, what we watch is the ways that the adversary uh, plays with the minds of the people. So someone like myself, you know, listening to what is happening now in the synchronicity and in the sequence of events that are leading up to uh, that quickening, that reckoning, uh, I look at this and I say to myself, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, when somebody says, did you see what they're doing? Did you check what they're doing? Oh, man, they can do this now with, with nanogenetics and I mean, we've spoken about this 20, 20 years ago, and we knew it was happening. We knew it was going to happen. A lot of young people are just now burning, uh, birthing uh, that new consciousness, and, and their eyes are opening right now, and it's brand new to them. But um, when you've been in the war for the minds as long as I have, no uh, level of horror, unless it's reached you personally, no level of horror secondhand to experience is a surprise. It's just uh, you, um, I guess, being a witness to an eventuality that you've already predicted. Indeed. Indeed. Yes, a lot of people are, you know, just seeing this for the first time and they weren't getting you know, the, the proper warning, you feel me? They're still searching their way around consciousness, and they didn't get the full download. You know how it'd be like 15% download. It ain't, you know, it ain't download. Everything ain't download to them yet. So some things might seem very striking, and for others, some things might seem very familiar because we were prepared for this by great teachers such as yourself who gave a fair warning, you know, Fair warning, and now we're at a particular time when, um, you know, the media is, is using these particular platforms for warfare by way of propaganda. Time magazine has, you know, a melanated transgender on the cover saying that, you know, the binary option of sexuality is, is no longer, you know, um, it's, it's no longer fitting the model. It's just outdated. We need a trinary option. Now it's the rise of the transgenders. And any and every time 
if somebody mentions the word transgender to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, I don't know what it comes to anybody else's mind, but I know I told, I say, in my mind it just comes up as I told you so. Um, so I, there's, there, it's, it's a melanated reference that comes to your mind. You don't have a frame of reference in your mind for mm-hmm. a Caucasian transgender. It doesn't exist in your mind. Any and every time that I mm-hmm. mention or say transgender, transgender, you're going to see a melanated form. Yeah. You know, representing yeah. that particular space. Mm-hmm. You know, and we still haven't reached the critical point yet with conversations about gene manipulation, GMOs, and foods, or what have you. We're not even there yet. To even be talking about a solution base. People are fighting to say, "No, you got to get out the way. This is the new civil rights." Well, it was it was meant to be that way. The 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 plan was, and we all have been talking about this. It's just it's become something that has saturated. When you talk about something for so long, people begin to become numb to it because they're not fascinated by it anymore. It's it's now crept into our reality. When myself and other brothers and sisters. We're trying to warn brothers and sisters that this was coming, that all of the wars were to undermine and destroy, to undermine the human population, to, in, in essence, neuter them to the point where they will reach zero population, to permit genocide on the down low. And most people don't understand that you can creep into a person's body genetically, but you can also creep into their mind psychologically and you can castrate them there. You know, I had a conversation on Facebook, and um, there was a piece that Obama had said supposedly about us submitting uh, to the new uh, world order. Uh, I'm just paraphrasing at this time. And um, it was it was something that looked like uh, – um, do you have to make a break? Is that what you, um, Brother Red? Do you have to uh, go for a break? Oh no. Okay. Um, it, yeah. yeah, it was um, a piece that supposedly went around on Facebook about something that Obama had allegedly said, and so I answered the actual. Um, I answered the actual uh, piece, just you know, answering. To, to let them kind of continue and say, well, you know, it's par for the course. It doesn't matter whether he said it or somebody dubbed his voice. I even said it might be something that dubbed it. But I got a kind of antagonistic response to me uh, making an assumption based upon a clip that did not have the, the full, um, uh, the full uh, gauntlet of his information. And I didn't really care about whether or not I heard what he said before or after to justify whether or not what was being said was real or not. I was addressing the fact that this man is a puppet and that all those who assume that seat is a puppet, so no matter what you say, if he even talked about flowers and tiptoeing through the tulips and that I'm going to pull everybody from uh, the the eastern block where I'm, where I'm getting ready to go to war and murdering and killing and, and mayhem and 
a whole nine yards in the name of the oil dollar. Um, I have, you know, brothers and sisters arguing with me about whether or not he said that and whether or not I should have listened to the whole speech and not judge him and, you know, look at the good works that he may have done. I guess this is the assumption. But you can't get to people who have intellectualized their own um, their own slavery, their own lockdown, their own uh, insanity. They've intellectualized, and I, and the most educated brothers and sisters are the ones that are that are supporting and thinking that the economy, the economy is getting better. We, you know, everybody's getting jobs and the whole nine yards. This is the farce that continues to play itself out and medicate our black people, especially our black intellectuals who who bought into the system. And they are anesthetized and really believe that this man, because he's black and because he has this je ne sais quoi kind of uh, authority and he's reading these placards and that somehow he's doing all this work and people are not appreciating him, that kind of mentality, that, that, that insipid kind of thinking is what kind of sinks my heart because uh, black people really still believe that there is a system in place that is waiting to help them, that is going to help them. And they do not see the systematic, uh, ongoing, undermining and destruction, uh, the, 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 the quiet killing and the quiet genocide of the family, of everything that uh, is related to the structure of family, all of that that's happening. And, it, and, it, and it's pathetic to see that people really still uh, hold this man up and even hold Jesus and the whole mythos when the priests themselves are telling you that it's bullshit. You know, so, I, you know, I'm, I wait to see whether or not uh, there is uh, any hope for the so-called uh, initiated intellectuals who've gone to the black colleges, who've gone into the fraternities and defend the fraternities as if the fraternities are giving them something greater than the legacy that their ancestors left them, uh, the Greeks and all the rest of these brothers who brand themselves uh, saying that the Greeks were black. No, the Greeks were not black. The Etruscans were. The Minoans may have been, but they're not setting up any kind of... Uh, uh, college fraternities under the Minoan name or the Kemetic name or any of those. So I look at the way that we are so dispersed in our consciousness, yet, 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 I listen to brothers like yourself. I hear brothers Rashid and I look at uh, the younger brothers and, and, and listen to what they have to say in some circles who are not buying into it and are articulating it. And uh, that's the only thing that really keeps me back, keeping me in the game. Because to tell you the truth, you know, after running this marathon for the last nearly 40 years, my feet are tired. I don't even want to talk about my brain. Ah, man. You know, it really, uh, it does something to him. To, for me to hear you say that, you know, because it reminds me of conversations that I was hearing you have in, in the late 90s, you know, when it kind of seemed that this message wasn't connecting with the youth and people weren't 
picking up the baton and running with it. Now we're in a situation where the youth are involved, but there's something that's not connecting with them in terms of, you know, this 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 birth of new ideas and this birth of proactivity where people are just taking matters into their own hands for survival purposes and doing things that are unorthodox. You just don't see it. And that's the thing that um, we're hoping to address, my wife and I, when we come up to um, actually to New York and we have a uh, private session coming on on Saturday and then the public session on Sunday. And, uh, of course, Brother Keith Simon, we want to give, you know, big thanks and applaud his efforts to uh, continue keeping the forum open to integrous, integrous, materials, integrous uh, forums for people to build on. And again, I, uh, I lament uh, without any uh, shame in saying so. I lament this debating antagonistic and antithetical thinking that is, has grown amongst our people, amongst our intellectual and young intellectuals, because these debates, again, as uh, brothers have said, um, my brothers have said, and, and I've tried to tell you, I've written many, many times that debates are actually amongst uh, equals who are looking for a resolve for the, for the, great, the greater good of the many, of the, uh, the, that the few may represent the many in words. Some of the more erudite amongst us would represent and speak for uh, the people who can't speak for themselves or don't have the eloquence to speak or to address the situation in such ways that uh, the essence of the problem may be known. But what we have now, again, are camps that grow up uh, to contend with one another for who has bragging rights over the next month or two before the next one happens. And that's the kind of superfluous, spurious bullshit that those who keep us entrenched want us to do. They want us to waste our, our time uh, with this one-upsmanship bullshit so that we're not really addressing issues so that we come together afterwards and caucus and, 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 and bring together the ideas of both sides. Indeed. <laughs> bring together the ideas of both sides so that we can come to a common uh, a common denominator for how we can help each other. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yes, 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 yes. Whew. So, this weekend <laughs> we can look forward to the closed door session. Um, is this going to be a hands-on type of situation where are you <clears throat> looking and listening to what the family that, that's coming to see you have to bring and have to say? Yeah, the, what we're going to do essentially, and this is what we, what my wife and I have always wanted to do, and this is the time I don't, I don't, you know, bring my wife into the public arena. Uh, because she is very precious to me. And what it is is that 
uh, her teaching as well as her guidance and certain things for me. And the, the energy she brings to me is um, very, very special to me. And um, I yeah. think that it has come to that time now where um, they have to see my better half working with me. And those two days are going to be set up not for me to fascinate you with information. I will bring information, of course, that will be relevant to certain circumstances that are growing that will make themselves uh, present certain dangers and certain things we must take care uh, to, uh, to be prepared for. Um, but that day, Saturday, which is going to be about relationship and uh, male and female relationships, family, familial relationships, business, and the building of businesses and so forth, that's what Saturday's closed-door sessions are going to be about, um, how, to, uh, how to prepare and so forth. And Sunday, I mean, Sunday's uh, event is going to be about health, period. And um, it's going to be also about preparation. A lot of people are asking me, what is it that we need to do? What is it that we need to have? How do we do a natural way of dealing with first aid and so forth? Well, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to, you know, we want you to come with your pens and pencils. We want you to come with your answers because my wife is first going to uh, do her um, breakdown of the attack on the children and, uh, of course, uh, being uh, a mother and parent herself. And uh, she is going to be speaking to uh, the family, especially to our, our sisters, uh, about the attack on our children vis-a-vis uh, -vis the uh, medical association, the psychiatric associations, the education system, and the whole nine yards. And then I will follow up with a... Um, a breakdown of uh, certain events that uh, have left the news but are still as relevant because the reason why they've left the news is to make sure that it becomes part of the killing machine or part of the destructive, uh, um, the, the, the tri-pronged attack against uh, the majority of humanity. Uh, so <clears throat> we're going to be speaking about um, health, upliftment, uh, different things that people must be prepared for, as well as uh, the things that you need to be doing in your home now, things that you need to have, things you need to watch for. Uh, we'll introduce certain things that most people don't know about. Um, we're just going to bear it all. And then hopefully we'll be finished in time enough so we open the floor to questions. Uh, we're not expecting a large crowd. Possibly we have a large crowd because I'm not coming to fascinate anybody. I'm coming to teach and I'm coming to inform. You're going to school when you come on Saturday and Sunday. That's basically it. I'm not there to entertain anymore. Indeed. Indeed. I'm sure that the family can definitely look forward to that. Um, whether it's one person in the room or 100, you know, we know that when you come forward with your information, it's going to be timely. It's going to be paradigm shifting. And those that receive it are definitely going to be able to use it. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we, you know, we, we're very, very, my wife and I are very um, plugged into, just because we're not as present in the, in the scene back in, in New York Mecca, uh, metaphysical Mecca. We're not there present in the scene, you know, um, 
being the, the father and the mother or the grandfather and grandmother and all the other elders and so forth to be there with them. It doesn't mean that we're not plugged into the, an empathetic with uh, the feelings in the, in the, in the, in the psychic arena. Uh, we do feel everything that's going on, even though we don't know uh, the origins of it. We do feel it as if we do feel the wind when it goes up and dies down. We know we feel the heat when the temperature goes up or goes down. Well, that's the same way we feel our people, no matter where they are. And uh, we are plugged in that way. It doesn't mean that we are not. Um, so uh, we're going to come and, you know, we, we want to enjoy each other. We want to, you know, fellowship. But we're there to um, leave you with an abundance of information uh, so that you can prepare yourselves or at least have the wherewithal to collectively come together and uh, create uh, small units of, um, you know, of, of preparation and uh, just gather together in groups of six to ten, uh, wherever you are, and have a place where you want to meet uh, in the event of emergencies, uh, have certain things and have certain people gather certain things so they didn't have to gather everything. Everybody could actually delegate uh, responsibilities. And, and that way, you know, uh, the collective can um, serve one another. Yes, indeed. Indeed, and those are definitely the times that we're in. Preparation is key. I'm sure that this information and this message will be well received. I even look forward to being in the building to hear it myself. <clears throat> so I look forward to your appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Red. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're on the street. You're there in Harlem. Um, can you speak to Dr. Valentine about his being requested to speak to Harlem? Like, are there anybody that's coming through? And I wonder what Valentine got to say about. Are you talking about this weekend? No, I'm just saying in, in general, you know, are there any communications? from that side of the world if you have to relay Dr. Valentine by way of any inquiries that people might come to the block with for him. Well, as we spoke about earlier on the show, one of the most pressing, pressing issues in New York at this point in time is the, uh, the need for some solutions. Uh, some economic solutions and some solutions that speak to, um, you know, the quest for power in a city where melanated men especially are losing whatever power or perception of power that they had by the second. You know, they're being pushed out, um, walked over, ran over, sisters are abandoning them, uh, at the BAM Festival, the Dance Africa Festival that took place uh, Memorial Weekend, I was privy to be an audience. I, I had a table there, so we were set up right by the entrance, and I was almost, you know, blown away by the amount of conscious sisters, not Shaquita, 
you know, Rock, you know, Rakisha, you know, Shanika. No, I'm talking about uh, Shaquita Bay. You know what I mean? And and Sekmet, whatever, coming through with um, you know, their European counterparts. I'm talking about waves upon waves upon waves, pointing out different tables. Oh, this is the shea butter. This is what it does. These are the these are the t-shirts. This is what this means. You know, complete. You know what I mean? And it just spoke to the fact that with the whole regentrification of New York, Brooklyn, Harlem, to be exact, is you know, there there there's just a, a, a shift. No one is really there to explain what it is that's being done. And, and uh, you know, the apologists and other people are trying to uh, celebrate and whatnot, but nobody is giving the uh, explanation as to what it is that's taking place and the ramifications of such. And um, a lot of people are upset. You know, a lot of people are upset because they are without employment. They can't afford to take care of themselves and their children. They can't afford the rent. You know, they want, there's people in the movement, the frustrations that I'm hearing is people want to network, they want to move forth, they have ideas, they have solutions. They're even to the point where they just want to see a debate where brothers are coming around debating about economics because they just want to know what works. It, it, It has gotten to the point where they're like, just fight it out, and whoever's standing at the end, and we'll join them. We, it's, we're just so desperate at this point. You know, they they just need. You know, they want to eat. They want to. They want to survive. They want to. They want to strive rather than struggle, or or go out here to kill or eat because that's what it's turning into. Um, we spoke on the show earlier. You know, I, I've, I've been hearing a lot of stories about brothers who are falling into the into the clutches of the law because you know they they falling back into that lifestyle. So, you know, the energy in New York is survival right now. I'm just keeping it real. You know, it's just survival. It's not It's not what you would think. Like, uh, it's not too many people popping up as a result of being in different organizations or all of this talk about economics that have been going on. I'm not seeing people pull up and, and you know, with celebratory stories and solutions and, oh, they're handing out business cards. Oh, I got this business or coming around, trying to, you know, there are people, though, not, not, not to say that there isn't any people, there are some people who are setting up deals and trying to come in. Um, a lot of people on YouTube are hitting me up. They want to break bread. They have ideas and stuff like that. But for the majority, and I'm speaking about the Valentine because my whole thing has always been, I was at LIU in the early 2000s. We were all there. You know, I know that you've been teaching for 30 some odd years in New York City specifically. I know that there's been uh, Bobby has come around to teach. You know, AA did his thing. I always look to see what has what, what, what have the students evolved into. You know, and why haven't the students picked up the mantle to become you know master teachers to the ones the, the students that come after them? You know. And I look for that, you know what I mean? I look for the, the students who become the master students who can bring that light, you know what I mean? And I know that they exist because when you come, when you come and do your lectures, I see I see the wealth of, of, of your students. They come around, the brothers that you've introduced me to, even the last time you were here, you know, and I look for more of the brothers, especially the brothers that come and purchase the DVDs who watch and, and listen to the information. I just sit there and I say, 
well, what are you striving to create, brother? As a result of getting all the, of this information, what are you taking? I know it's about personal transformation, but are, are we creating anything? Are we creating any products? Are we inventing anything? Are we tapping into technology? Are we, you know, are we writing any plays, movie scripts? You know, I just, I question. As a, as a, as a creative person myself, I just want to know how it impacts. Because I know what it's done for me. It's helped me create a clothing line. I've done music. I've done art. I got this radio show. I want to get into film. I've written a few uh, scripts. You know, I've been inspired to, to, to put in work. So. Well, I sense and definitely uh, hear, and, and I'm listening to uh, the frustration, uh, and I I know, as I was saying uh, to Blue, that the hardest part as an elder is to watch the eventuality that you have been speaking about mature in front of your eyes. And you can't do it yourself. This is a collective thing. And we've been trained to believe that we need to individually excel. The me generation, the uh, selfie generation, I call it, I, yeah, the I generation, iPhone, iPad, I, I, I. Exactly. It's about me. It's not about us. There's no us pad. You see what I'm saying? And back in the time of Marcus Garvey, what that brother accomplished with 9 million members that shook up the establishment, at the time with the establishment of the Nation of Islam, when it first began. And that mentality of collectivity. Uh, when we were working in the uh, sections that were allowed, allocated to us, and we were left alone to allow ourselves to develop within ourselves, we keep inviting the devil to dinner. And based on what you're saying at the African Street Festival with these sisters with the bays and the, and the days and the eels coming in with, you know, the uh, wasichu and teaching him all about our culture so that he can go back to his culture, take it, pivot, it, and uh, get on uh, Dick Clark or wherever it is and pretend it's his we keep inviting the devil to dinner. Uh, yes, and, yeah, and thinking that somehow once he's fed, that he be satiated enough to return the favor. No, we haven't learned that yet. And our brothers, essentially, who are supposed to be the leaders of society, I don't care what most people think about this, don't understand the reason why we're not ascending is because the brothers have not yet taken the land back, have not taken the abilities of their own uh, productivity, taken their own productivity and, the, and the, out, the, the outgrowths of their productivity so that they can market it for themselves. We don't own our own productivity. We don't own our own talent. We don't own the byproducts of our work. So, therefore, we cannot build anything to leave to our children. There is nothing 
to us except the day-to-day expression and evolution of the greatness that we have that is exploited monetarily by others. It's just like this movie, Wall Street, when that maggot parasite, that cave maggot, at the end said, I don't create anything. I just own it. But that, those, those, that was the most, that's what, to me, got him the Academy Award, Mike um, Douglas. I don't know Mike Douglas, whatever his name is. Um, when he did that, he said, I don't create anything. I own it. That's what right. your maggot parasite is. He is a parasite. And he does not create anything. He has Tao, and, and, and we cannot fault ourselves except for just out-and-out revolution. And if you're ready for that, that's the only thing that seems that's going to get it, change. But even then, you'll be undermined by those Negroes who believe that, you know, we can keep the, you know, when the, like they say, when the house is burning, the house Negro will try to put the fire out. The field Negro will hope for a strong wind. This right. is the kind of contradictions that we live with in ourselves. The greatness is there. We know because we, by our greatness, employ the rest of the world. In fact, the world waits for us, like I keep saying, that when the world needs something else to sell, they go back to the black community to see what it is we're doing in order to cope with our own pain. And they take the outgrowth of our own expression of that pain and our greatness to survive and to thrive and to uh, adapt and accommodate and to move on. And then they market that. All the dance steps that you see us doing, all of the singing you see us doing, the way we do what we do, all of this is an outgrowth of people who have suffered under the thumb. And they know what it takes to make a diamond. You have to keep crushing it and keep pressure on it. So I'm saying that the only reason, I can't fault what's going on with our people because I know that this is in war. We don't know we're at war. And most of these dumbass Negroes out there don't understand that war, and they don't understand that they've been turning the guns on themselves with this debating shit. They don't understand that they have not done a damn thing with those debating to those debates. That nothing has come out of them except diversity, and a few people making money because they could sell off on the debates. This is bullshit. We keep shooting ourselves in the feet, thinking that we're going to run afterwards. I don't know if you understand what I just said. Yes, I do. See, and and we don't understand that we can't stay in the race by constantly shooting ourselves in the feet as well as shooting each other who gets ahead. And the problem is that every time we tend to go to the front of the line, the more white people we meet, we tend to acclimate and then get surrounded by them. And then when we try looking for everybody, they're so surrounded by white people, they don't disappear. So the, the problem is not... I'm sorry? I call it the weaponization of information, and then it turns into friendly fire. There's a scene in the movie uh, True Romance and also Reservoir Dogs at the end where everybody shoots them, everybody turns on each other and shoots everyone, and the agent is the one with the jury. Yeah, yeah. Reservoir Dogs itself. Uh, You know, that's that Tarantino's mind again. You know, we, we, have to, we have to understand that 
we are at war and that those who have aligned against us pretend to, friend, to, to, pretend to have befriended us are, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my enemy, you see. And we don't understand that. We have not come to that yet. We have not matured to that yet. And again, our children with our fathers over the last two generations, as I spoke about, feminism undermined the authority of the male, the primary authority, and made the secondary authority the primary authority. And I told everyone that women do not form the ethics of a society. It's the men that do that. And that when you feminize a society to the point where it does not have its ethics in place and is not protected by the men so that the women are protected by those ethics and the morals that we keep in line, this shit goes to pot. It goes ape shit. And most people don't see that because they think that I'm, oh, you patriarchal. What the hell is patriarchal? I mean, every goddamn thing in the universe is patriarchal. There is no planet where the sun is revolving around it. The sun is the center around which the planets move, and the sun is the masculine principle that feeds the life and activates the life of the feminine principle. It's not the other way around. So if you destroy the masculine principle, the principle that activates life, I don't care they talk about the woman being, I, I, I love my sister and my woman, and my, my wife and I have come to an understanding of what I mean when I teach what I teach. I do not hate women, and I'm not castigating them and telling them they're not equal to us. But you do not create life. You are there as the monstrance, which is the holder and the one that actually brings life into being after it's been activated by the masculine principle. And all of this nonsense about elevating the feminine principle without elevating the masculine principle and talking about this empowering of women, they don't understand when you empower women to do men's work, you disempower men. And by doing that, those who control the circumstance from above control you. There ain't no women running this. There's a whole lot of homosexuals running the planet today. We know that because of the way that they're kidnapping our children and they're kidnapping our sisters uh, uh, and destroying them and turning them into whores. Who else but people who do not really have an empathetic feeling for their women would put their women out on the streets or sell their women's bodies or turn them into sex slaves? Who else but people who have homosexual tendencies who essentially hate women and are jealous because they are not women themselves would want to do that kind of stuff to a woman. No real man wants to see a woman suffer. So once you destroy the male, I don't care what you think of me when I say this because I am correct and everything is bearing out that particular reality. You destroy the male of a society, and you have destroyed the society. There is no female being the backbone. That's bullshit. That's what they want you to believe. That's what the feminists pushed out for. It's nonsense, and we've bought into it. You undermine a whole two to three generations of young boys from the schools. You've undermined their education. You've taken away their incentives for leadership. You've taken away their incentives to be young men, 
to go out and find families and found families. You've taken away everything. You've empowered women to be like men so that now all they're out there doing is screwing around in bars and screwing and, 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 and looking to see what Mr. Right is here and wrong. And, and it's gotten crazy. There is no symmetry. And everything that they're now saying now, everybody's fighting to go back to that old school. Uh, when, when is ladies going back? I, I want to be married and I want to have a family. Well, guess what? Now that you have all that power, what have you wrought or what have you brought to this society? Well, if the men ain't doing it, we got to do it. Well, guess what? If you were to just drop what you're doing right now and ready to take on the sacrifice that comes with you not participating in this bullshit anymore, what will happen when you, as a woman who bought into the bullshit from the 1960s about taking over and doing things better than men, what if you just stopped right now? and withdrew your power from that European man. What would happen at that point? Immediately, you would see exactly what would happen to that society because you have been keeping the society of repression in place because you believe that somehow you need to feed your children and you need to pay the rent. No, you don't need to do any of that. If 10 million, 160 million of us were staying in the streets, what the hell would happen to the United States of America? It would fall. It would fall. But no one wants to suffer. Remember I told you, brother? From the time I said that, I said the brothers no longer want to die for a reason. They want to die because they either had the wrong color on this on this scarf, or they stepped on somebody's sneakers. That 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 is that is an offense. The the Marcus Garvey's, the brothers, the Malcolm X's, they're puking in the spirit world over the bullshit that these young black men and young black women are doing now. This is not what we were supposed to have done with what they left us. So unless you understand that family means father, mother, child, father being the primary authority, mother being the secondary authority, and the child being the promise of the future when the two of them act as a team. But no, they had to destroy that team because that team was kicking ass in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was kicking ass down there in, 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 in uh, Buford, um, in, in North Carolina, when we were North prosperous. Carolina. Yes. We were prosperous right. when they left us alone, when we were by ourselves and had to do for ourselves. Now we don't have a damn thing because we got integrated. And um, I blame Martin Luther King because what, but all of what he said he was, he was going to achieve by us getting into it. I want to drink at the white man's fountain and all this bullshit. Well, we were drinking in our own fountains and we looked pretty damn good. We are playing our own damn music and selling it and looking at each other and loving what we saw. We had our own baseball teams that kicked the shit out the Yankees every time. We had our own everything, our own taxi service. We had hotels that, uh, Martin, uh, that Brother Marcus Garvey had shipping lines. We had, uh, I mean, bus lines. We had international trade. Schools were built by us. What the fuck are we doing now? Debating? Come on. They don't know shit. All these brothers that's over there debating, they don't know shit from Shinola about building a society. 
period. <laughs> Sorry. I know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an elder that's on the rant right now, but I, I, I'm, I'm just angry with my children. I'm just angry with my children because they don't get it. They don't really get it. It's crazy out here. Well, it's going to get crazy. Hold on to your hat. A uh, question that came from the chat room. A brother wanted to know, as a father, what are three things that you would suggest to the listening audience, fathers out there in particular, that they can do to be better fathers? Wow, you're just falling right into my lap with that one. That To be a better father is to get down on your knees with your child and look at them at a high level. Watch the world from their huh. perspective. See, when a little boy is looking up at you, and you're looking down at them, you have a whole other perspective of the world because you're looking at them from your eyes. But then when you get down to where they are and you're looking at them one-to-one and they see you one-to-one on their level, they know that you've taken the time to come to where they are because trying to get from where they are to where you are, that's a task for a little mind. That little mind is working so hard and if that little mind loves you as a father and looks up to you, they're trying to strive constantly to be better, to do whatever it is to make you proud. Well, get down. That's the first thing. Off of your perch and sit down and talk with them. And listen. Don't just listen to answer, to give an answer, but listen to what they have to say. Debrief them when they come in every night because that debriefing is what gives them their strength to be able to know what right and wrong is when they go out the next day. Constantly debrief them. I debriefed my son and my daughter each time they got home. What did you learn today? What did you understand today? What happened today with you and Fred? And got to know all their friends. You want to know more about being a good father? A good father is there, period. That's what a good father is. A good father is around. A good father is somebody that that young girl or that young boy can look up to. Because remember also with your daughters, their very first idea of what a man is is you. And if you're cussing and acting stupid and being a dog-ass Negro and just being a dumbass, Guess what? She'll expect that all men are dumbasses. So when I get a dumbass, I'll bring them home. I'm I'm looking for my own dumbass. You are your daughter's first boyfriend. You are your daughter's first understanding of what a marriage is going to be like when she goes looking for what a man is about. You're the one that's going to teach her to make the right choices, even though her emotions and her hormones are going to make her make mistakes. She's going to want to come and talk to you, even though you're a man, about situations. 
And, of course, you school her on what it is. And all men, you know, all the, the most trifling Negroes, we end up with girls first. <laughs> you know, to payback. You know, but, yeah, but the main thing is, as a father, is being there at all times to talk with your child, to take your child to places where you create memorable memories. That's what a good father does. A good father uh, puts these, um, these edifices of memories in, into the child's mind so that they look back on these moments for strength. They look back on these moments and get to emote what love really was like. You see, when I was, I did not have a chance to be with the son. I had another son outside of the, the son that everybody knows about. My men, they don't know about my other son, Kai. Never had a chance to be with him because he was essentially kind of stolen. And that was my lament. And it's, it's when I was with my son, you have to understand that a love that grows from being appreciative of what it is that you have been able to see yourself. When you're looking at your son, you're looking at yourself, and you're watching all the things this little boy is doing and saying, yeah, that, there's something familiar about that, you know? And then you hear your mother or your father say, yeah, that's it. Mind you, you, boy. You're just getting back what you got, what you gave us. And you're looking at yourself. You, it's a replay of yourself. And the more you put that love into that boy, you're putting that love back in your son. Guess what? As he grows up, he ain't going to be worried about whether or not he wants to take care of you. Or I say, of course, you've heard me say the child is the father to the man. And most people didn't understand what I meant by that. The child is the father to the man. You don't teach the child to be a child, but the child teaches you to be a father. Right. As, as, as he grows, you grow in understanding. You become more empathetic about being what a man is, and you teach him through all his mistakes what it is to be a man. And you see his mistakes as your mistakes as you were coming up, and you understand and you're empathetic to that. You want to guide him. You want to give him that wisdom. There's nothing like that love that you exchange because as, his, as he or she grows, so does that love. And then it's given back to you. Nothing like it. Hmm. Have a careful bomb for that. Brad, <laughs> hmm. sir, you were conspicuously quiet because I'm absorbing this wisdom as a father. You know, um, I'm 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 always learning uh, that lesson that Dr. Valentine dropped about the child being the parent before I became a father. I, I soaked that one up, and I always I mean everybody that knows me knows that I repeat that. I also use the uh, the, the the jewel that he dropped about the uh, the child the spirit in the child being that of a grown-up, and sometimes the child could become frustrated in that small body, you know, being such a, a huge spirit and being limited by a small frame. Sometimes they get aggravated and complicated because 
you know, they, they, it's like they don't fit in that small body and whatnot. And I observe my son and my daughter, and I know exactly what he talks about. You know, they're, they're 100 feet tall. Their spirits are 100 feet tall, and they're in these little two feet or three feet frame. But not, you know, sometimes they have limitations as babies when they could, they can't even, you know, talk and crawl and walk, you know. And now when I observe my daughter, who is uh, nine months, trying to communicate and, and like, you know, if, if she's an old spirit and, and, you know, I see her trying to communicate in that old spirit form, but the limitations of her, her, her spacesuit, her body, <laughs> prevents her from really getting everything mm-hmm. out. But I still get it. I still pick up everything. And um, I'm just trying my best because I don't live, my daughter does not live with me at this point, you know, and I'm here with my son. And ultimately, I I don't want to miss another day in both of their lives, you know what I'm saying? So I'm one of of my uh, loftiest goals. And what I'm working hard to achieve is to make that my reality, you know, one who is, is, uh, you know, and I really, I really send out a lot of love and light to all of the parents out there who have both situations, who have their children with them every minute of their lives, and for the brothers and sisters who may not have their children with them, you know, I, I want to send you strength because I know what it feels like. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we get through these situations so we can understand and understand what this experience is about. Prior to being a parent, I didn't get it. I heard it. I heard about it, but it it, it just rolled out. It just rolled off of my shoulders. I didn't understand. Now I fully mm-hmm. understand. So my mission it has it's forged me to be more of a um, to make to, to cater my mission into things that is going to help families and help brothers and sisters empower themselves and to get everything because a lot of stuff fell by the wayside once I had a child. A lot of the pontification of what I thought was deep. What I thought was important is no longer important to me. You know what I mean, and, and that's not to take away what important to anybody else. I'm not speaking. I'm not saying it in a condescending way. It's just me per se. I know what what, what I need to, to to create a future for my children now, and and, and you know it's it's evolved me. That's the best way to say it. It's evolved me, and I give so much thanks, and I give all of the thanks to their mothers because they are they've proven to me you know, the power of the, the, the woman, you know what I'm saying? They've proven me the power, the worth, the importance, the, the divinity in them as a teacher, the nurturer and things of that nature. But also, like Dr. Valentine was saying, the trinity, the true family, you know, and how there's no such thing as the, it, it, it's about the trinity working together. You know, you can't have a, a atom with a missing part, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's so interesting uh, what you're saying. The beauty of what you're saying is, is, can only be actually appreciated. And I'm, I know I'm speaking very well. Just for those, I, want, I, I, I commend those brothers and sisters who have taken on the responsibility, the selfless responsibility of uh, attenuating their own selfish needs in lieu of their children. There's nothing like that particular experience because you have the strength and when you're young and your children are young and you have the energy to keep up with them. I mean, we wrestled and we fought. I, I was, when, even when I was in my music, my daughter was there on stage with me. Um, you know, she was, uh, we, 
I mean, everything that we did together when she was young and then wrestling with my son. My son was just constantly diving off of uh, top of steps on top of me in the whole nine years. I mean, that kind of angst that allows for that, like you say, that huge spirit that wants some kind of expression in that little body, it's to keep that little body occupied with big things. Uh, that's the way I allowed for that frustration to burn itself off, to give my son big things to accomplish, uh, to think big in accomplishment. I remember when he was young, I, I started standing him on his, on his hand. He, he always wanted to stand up on his hands. He always wanted to do a handstand. So we practiced at that. We constantly got it. And before you knew it, he came down uh, in the basement where we lived at the time and did a handstand. He said, look, Pop, I'm doing it. I said, well, your legs are not straight and so forth. So I straightened his legs. And we would walk around the floor on his hand. And he says, I'm tired. now." I said, no, keep going. And it strengthened him constantly until such time as part of his nightly duties before going to bed is to walk up the stairs on his hand doing a handstand. Hmm. So to... So uh, he then went into his martial arts uh, in Moses Powell's school and did his martial arts, and that just allowed him to be just incredible. You know, his teacher said, this boy excels faster and so forth. Why? Because you were preparing him at that time. You took the time to invest that and get back the dividends because as he grows, remember, what what you've taught him or her, that grows too. It grows in their experience, and then they feed that back to you. And now I have a shot of him when he was on stage with Salt and Pepper, and he is on his head perpendicular, straight up and down, with his hands on his side, doing a headstand on his head with no hands. <laughs> it's like he's doing incredible things, backflipping and the whole nine years. He's a gymnast. And so that I know is because I, I, I pushed him to do big things when he was little. I pushed him to want to uh, see himself because little boys, and I'm talking only about boys, not only just little girls, but little boys see themselves constantly as leaders, as superheroes, as wanting to be the protectors, as the one who saves the day. Well, we are trying to destroy that. Feminism tried to destroy that so that we can make the girls feel that she could be the superhero and save the day. And that became a, a kind of detriment because now boys had to stop what they felt and ex- stop excelling and exerting themselves as leaders so we can allow the girls to feel like a leader. And that, that began to destroy the leadership qualities and, and, and did not allow for the developmental stages of leadership in schools and in places where young boys were growing into manhood. So if you have a little boy and you're saying you're dealing with, that, with your son and that frustration of the big spirit inside of the little body, you give that boy, no matter how little he is, big things to, to, to feel like he's accomplished at that point. And when that, that, that mentality grows, it becomes part of the cellular work infrastructure. His big thinking and the actions begin to become cellular so that it becomes automatic. You don't understand. People don't understand that what you do with your children to make them see beyond boundaries that society gives them, that's what develops them. That's what creates the cellular network, and that's what creates the brain cells. That's what creates the leaders. That's what creates greatness. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Indeed. Um, I can relate because my son is an avid basketball fan now. You know, um, and he's able to live out his superhero aspirations through, you know, he's able to feel like he's my height by beating me in basketball when I let him, of course. <laughs> I love it. I, mean, I love it. Yeah. I mean, he beat Blue a few times, uh, honestly. <laughs> like, he sees, he sees a superhero in the LeBron James. Yeah. He sees the uh, superhero in, in, in these brothers. He's six foot, seven foot tall, you know, uh, basketball players who are played by, you know, the, 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 you know, by the fans and the media and everybody else. And he loves that, you know what I'm saying? He, he's very um, captivated by that. He's captivated by their physical abilities and things of that nature. And it's, it's allowing that, that big spirit within him in order to um, compensate for for the small frame at this point, because you know mm-hmm. he's envisioning himself as seven foot tall, dunking and, and jumping from the foul line and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm not even a sports fanatic. Like his mother put him onto it, and he ran with it and picked up. He's teaching me certain things. You know, saying my crossover got better working with him. He's only six. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I am. You know, this is again uh, part of what it is that um, you know really, you know, uplifts my spirit. You brothers always bring me to a place where I, um, you know, the the conversation uh, gives me a lift. Gives me that. Yeah. Before you sign off, if you don't mind, brother. Sure. And this is for our brothers out here who are providers for their family. And, you know, they're the ones who are basically putting the food on the table and keeping the lights on and the bills paid and the heat on and the, all of the things and keeping the clothes on the, on the young ones' backs and whatnot. What would you tell a brother or sister out here, you know, who is struggling, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, it's rough, it's real rough, you know, he's getting flack from the in-laws, he might be getting flack from his or his or her, the, 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 the other parent, you know, he might be sitting there feeling like he doesn't have too many options and maybe the streets are calling you know what I'm saying? Or maybe something that he put down before he came into consciousness is pulling him back. Like, what's some of the advice that you would give our brothers or sisters? That sister might be, you know, the strip club might be calling her. Or, you know, other other ways, you know what I mean? The scam artists might be calling. Something might be coming up that something is on his shoulders trying to lure them into that easy road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, desperation and lack of vision or um, conceding to your environment and not seeing yourself as greater than the condition that you're presently in, Uh, not having a place to put 
that mind, that that higher mind, where it can work uh, towards envisioning and then allowing the universe to help that vision to become a reality. I know I'm talking in metaphysical terms. Please do. Please continue. Yeah, everything is mind. It's very difficult to talk to someone who is in pain now, who needs some sort of respite now, to tell them that all of what they are actually experiencing came as a result of a process. And process essentially is based upon where you place your mind. And once that mind has got the vision, the action that matches all the necessary components to make that vision a reality, that's what it is that one needs to have. When you don't have a vision, when you don't have anything greater than yourself to look forward to, or if you are not happy to be with yourself, This is what I call the difference between being alone and lonely. I like being alone. Why why do I like being alone? Because I like being with myself. I like what it is that I have the capability to do to make myself happy while I am alone. I have things that I have tried that I didn't think I could do. I have done things that uh, I have experimented on to in, in my creativity, in music, in art. There's things that I can do that I don't do anymore because I've explored that part of myself, and I could always go back to that because once I, quote, unquote, retire, which I don't know if I'll ever do that, but once I am in a place where I am no longer uh, needed in the front lines, I can go back to my artwork. And one brother who has really inspired me more than anything else was my one of my uh, – one of my students is one of the most exceptional artists in the world now, and that's Brother Mishindo. <clears throat> and he constantly inspires me to go back to drawing, to doing back my artwork. But I know that's something oh, yeah. I can do. Yeah. Yes. So I know that if I were to shut the world out and be where I'm nobody, I would have an ability to tap into a part of myself that I actually grew a relationship with the part of myself that is personal to me, but because I am so happy to be with that person, everybody else around me is happy. I am, if you do not fear being by yourself, because that's one of the biggest things that we have working against us, the fear of seeing ourselves greater than whatever it is that the conditions show us of ourselves at this moment. If we do not see ourselves as greater than what we are suffering from or perceive to be suffering from, then we are always going to be worrying about whether or not we're going to make it the next day. The people who are striving towards something that they know is greater than their condition and circumstance at this time, they deal with the knocks. They deal with the pain. They deal with whatever suffering is there as part of the course. If they deal with the suffering and, and, and all of the crap as really that's all there is, then that's all there will be. It's a mental frame. It's a state of mind. Once that state of mind is reached, you you have already conquered whatever it is you feel that has conquered you. Period. So, to all the brothers and sisters that are out there, I commend you for I mean for grinding it out. And the thing is, <clears throat> the problem is that we have not set down 
the environment as well as the conditions and the resources for those young brothers and sisters who are striving to see themselves as greater than their circumstance and then giving them the abilities to see their things, be their actions, and that intuitiveness, their incentives being rewarded. See, when everybody else has your land, when everybody has taken all of the routes that you would take, that society says the only routes to success is this. Either you get an education, then you go in and you get school, or you get this, you go into sports, you go into crime, you go into, if you are marginalized by only a limited structure of outlets for your talents and for all your visions, then if everybody now has crowded into that space and say that I own it and you can't come in, then it becomes a frustrating thing where we don't see our brothers develop and all of a sudden our jails are filling up with the brothers. And, you know, and to do crime, you, got, you can't be stupid unless you're just stupid and you get caught up. But to do crime and be successful in crime, you can't be stupid. So some of the smartest brothers are locked up right now. Some of the, that's, that's, all the people that are locked up right now, those are our warriors. Those are the warriors that would actually help us to take back our autonomy in this country, in the world. Indeed. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you, I wish I could talk with the brothers and sisters, but, you know, Queen and I have to start getting prepared because we are going to be heading into New York. And like I said, again, everybody, um, for those of you who uh, wish to uh, get in touch with my brother King Simon, um, I guess you have his number, 347-496-1022, or you can call our number, 800-847-1291. Again, 800-847-1291, and uh, you can leave a message, and we'll get back to you. Um, We have a private session again this coming Saturday. Uh, The only time you will know where the location is, according to Brother King Simon, is when you have been fully paid up uh, for that event, and you'll be given, uh, of course, under the strictness of confidence, uh, where this particular uh, gathering is going to be. And then again on Sunday... I believe doors open at 1 o'clock, and then we begin at 2 o'clock uh, for the session with um, myself and uh, my wife, Dr. Milani. And so we're looking forward to seeing the family there. And if you are family uh, and if you want to know more about helping to enrich the knowledge base as well as the things that go into the essences that go into keeping a family together and all the things about survival, uh, this would be the time for you uh, to bring everyone, to bring all the family members out, tell your brothers and sisters, your aunts, your uncles, and uh, everyone to come out to this event because um, we're going to be speaking about family and we're going to be speaking about helping to survive as a people, but we want to thrive as well. Um, the other part of it, and I just want to sign off with this, is that uh, I commend all the brothers who are actually doing what they have to do in order to survive, but doing it within a righteous tip. They're not taking advantage of other brothers and sisters who are having a problem and robbing them the little pennies they have. Uh, They're not parasiting or they're not vulturing the community. Um, They're actually doing what they can uh, to enrich and bring value. That's the secret. I'm going to leave you all with that. If you are not a man or a woman bringing value to your family, to your relationship, and to your community, 
then you are doing nothing but being a parasite to that community and to that family. Remember, it's the value makers that move our society along. It's not only the dreamers, it's not only those people who are the visionaries, but it's the value makers, the ones who create value so that other people may be able to drink at that well, at that oasis, so that they are enriched in their lives because of the value you bring. That's what makes a society grow, and that's what makes a society great. Yes, indeed, brother. Yes, indeed. And with that... As always, we thank you for your time. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your dedication. We thank you for what you have yet to bring the family, and that is your future works. We have prepared a space for it, and we know that it will be filled, you know, with nothing but beauty and love. And we look forward to that. As always, we salute you. We salute your family. Make sure that you pass our greetings to your lovely wife as well and your beautiful children. Give thanks and all the love and light to you and your family as well and to the family that is tuning in. Hotel. They give him his obligatory. We got a few hands up. Hold on that. Yes, we will. All right, let's take these calls. We can let y'all get back to this. Uh... Family, I think Brothers Blue Lines got interrupted. You'll be right back in. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to talk to the family, see what it is that they have to say, and uh, we'll take it from there. i probably play a new song or something before we get out of here. But uh, we do look forward to linking up with the family this weekend in Harlem. Brother Phil Valentine comes into town. Brother Red and Blue should be in the building. Seamoss on deck, Kings County, and all other things. All right. Brother Blue, you there? Give him one minute. Hello? Give me one second. I have to go on the call too. I definitely give thanks for Dr. Valentine for coming through, always blessing us with that wisdom, you know, that brain food that we all need. It was one minute, family, one minute. 
Peace. Hello? Yeah. yeah. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had a little, little phone issues. It reminded me that um, last week, Friday show, I got cut off at the uh, 8 p.m. mark to the 11 p.m. mark. Y'all, for the family that was on Friday's call, shout out to the family. Shout out to that conversation. Shout out to our guest, Brother Cyrus L. and his Indiegogo campaign. Is it Indiegogo? For the Kickstarter. Unintended. Now the brother's line just dropped. Wait for him to call back in. There he goes. Yeah. Brad, you back? Yeah. As soon as you said that, my line dropped. Yeah, yeah. It's that weird. You know what I'm saying? So the family Friday night show, if you didn't check that show out, check that show out. Wish I could have been in the building for the conversation we had offline immediately afterwards. It was amazing and explosive. Brother has an unprecedented depth of, of knowledge and information about the industry. Um, that, you know, it's, it's, it's vital, it's an asset. You know, we need people like him on the team. You know, yeah. the supporters campaign, check out what the brother's doing. You know, bringing a new face. Uh, to the footwear industry, uh, multi-billion dollar industry, you know what I'm saying? And we definitely got to get our, our big toe in. Do you, do you mean the conversation you had off that you had offline of the show or after the show finished streaming? So offline after the show, you know, me and the brother spoke and we had a few other people on the phone. We just conferenced on the phone because the show okay. was over. Gonna get back in once my line dropped. The show dropped, but we had a very interesting conversation. Uh, and there's just you know there's been a plethora of conversations that I've been having as of lately. Um, majority of them always are stemming out of conversations that start here on KTL Radio and they spiral once the show is over. You know, in particular, a lot of conversations connected. To, of course, the, the local Sapien bill with Brother Buddha Clink. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are not only appreciating that program, but adding on. They have Bill that they're bringing to the table so they see his, his new way of processing logic. So there are formulas and the approaches that are being developed that we can um, bring to the family around the country. And some of these solutions seem like this is it. You know what I'm saying? Without this, I don't know where they're going to go because they're programmed. It's like when you wind the clock up, you wind, you know, the march of the wooden shoulders when you wind them up. Yeah. It's only but so many places they can go. Only but so many places. So you're looking at, you're, you're, looking at a, you're looking at a people that have been wound up and they're programmed to go a particular direction and that shit is off a cliff at this particular point. And if you can't see that, I don't know what the hell else to tell you. You feel me? You got these people that are overly optimistic and shit, and they only see the motherfucking rainbow. And, you know, I don't want to take that away from nobody because I have a vision as well that is glorious. 
You know what I'm saying? And we're definitely victorious at the end, but that shit involves fighting. You know what I'm saying? Out of work. Then you got to go through a level of war to get to peace. It's just not about own money, pat me on. You know what I'm saying? You, you're not going to meditate yourself out of this. And some people, let me take that away, everyone's not going to do that. But there are some people that probably have that access. They could jump right into their light body and make the jump like they showed you in X-Men. You know, you're going to need those type of abilities in the very near future. Your ass going to have to open portals and jump through them. And that got, and that get stuff on the other side. You're going to have to learn how to navigate. But for those that are here that are locked in battle this time, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and one that is constructed in a way in which you can see the victory at the end, and that's all you are able to see, regardless of what you see around you or who's falling around you in the midst of your battle. You know, you got mm-hmm. to see yourself. I mean, all of these goddamn fairy tales and fantasies that you trapped into, and I don't see how this shit is working in regards to when that, you know, when that thing kicks in, this was supposed to prepare you for these major battles. You are no longer on a movie screen. This is real life. But look, let's go into this meditation real quick. You know, I got to balance myself out. So, yeah, right after this meditation, we're going to take these calls and, um, you know, let y'all get back to your everyday operations. Hey, family. So you know the drill. It's just only pat me on. Meditation, feet flat to the floor, back straight, pulling from your abdominals, channeling that energy, you know, exhaling out of the mouth. And I'm sending some love and light to my brother, Natural Tahoe. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but that's where my meditation is focused. And I'm also sending love and light to the family of any individuals that were involved in that situation and lost their lives, any people that have been impacted by his activities negatively. You know, I can't make amends for the brother. But I'm just sending love, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing my part to say, look, I know that that brother needs our help and he needs our support, you know, as well as everyone else out there, you know what I mean, that is getting this this love and support that we don't basically know, we don't see, you know what I'm saying? But the love is sincere, so let's get into this meditation and send the signal and the synergy out. Oh, 
to stop me from running the streets at night, to stop me from being in a club amongst hundreds of people to feel, you know, to, to chase being lonely, to run away from being by myself. I couldn't, I didn't, like, I, I remember going through those times where I couldn't be in the house by myself. I couldn't spend 10 minutes yeah, in the house by do myself. It. Couldn't do it. I was too, it was, it, it was something that was, it was like, um, it would chase me out. Yeah. And I had to yeah, be you in the mix. Couldn't do it. Yeah, be in the mix. I had to be caught up in, yeah. in, in more, yeah, more of the introvert family. So it wasn't that hard for me. And then I had, um, natural gifts and talents that I wanted to explore, such as drawing and, you know, the reading and, and, and the comics and, you know what I'm saying? So I used to develop reasons to be alone. And then, um, because of my uh, period of incarceration that I was in, when I had developed my ability for poetry as well as art, I had a, a job, a night job. I was working in the laundry room, and it was only me there. So I, I was forced to get acquainted with myself under those circumstances and become cool with it. You know what I'm saying? I turned the little radio on, and that's where my skills came forward. You know what I mean? So I found stock in, in being alone to say, yo, if I take some time out, you know, to get to know myself. And then through being introduced to meditation, um, I also was, was able to take it up another notch by finding depth and value in being alone and communicating with myself without being a loner. You know what I'm saying? I don't consider myself, you know, absolutely a weird person. You feel me? I go hold a conversation and um, in the presence of others, you know what I'm saying, I, I can still operate in the dynamic that we call, quote-unquote, society. But um, I, I've been spending a lot of time with self, you know, talking to myself and listening to myself respond and getting to the core of this program. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I want to know I want to I want to get to the chip and see if the shit is is been, you know, do I have intel inside? You know what I mean? How do you see the little names on the chip? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't gonna get to know the make of your chip until you're 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 very much in tune with self. You're able to listen to self and be alone with self, explore self, trust self, listen to self, but not only hear yourself but trust yourself. You know, my higher self be telling me some shit that. If I didn't have faith in that voice, I would be thrown, you know, to right or to the left because it tells me things about the future that didn't happen yet. But then I'd be like, yo, I know that's going to happen, and it happens. So, you know, that, that, that affirms, you know what I'm saying, that relationship, that, that, that affirms that quote-unquote faith that I have in self to know that I'm not going to lead myself astray. So I trust mm-hmm. myself. Trust that voice, and that's the beauty that you can find in alone time. It's not so scary and daunting as it might seem, family, especially if you're just going through it, you know. But um, I feel like I might be talking too much, so let me go to the phone lines. You heard? Let's go to my brother. He raised his hand first. All right, brother from the 860680. Yes. How you doing, twins? Tonight. All is well in yourself. 
You know, the funny thing, just as I was waiting for my line to I just noticed Brother Red just posted something about society and, I guess, Rihanna and the college woman and her breastfeeding that it's amazing how the mind of our people in the West really is dictated by what they're supposed to be thinking, that what is something either we'll call natural or unnatural. That time said what she did to her, um, her graduation was wrong, but then I hear all I got. Yeah, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't yeah. agree with that. I think that what she did was perfectly normal. I don't I know, think it's it was correct. ratchet. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to talk to the brother offline. He might be a little reactionary, might be the New York in him right now, but I don't take exception to what Rihanna put on. I don't take exception to breastfeeding. You know what I'm saying? I I understand that it might be sending a quote-unquote contrary message, but at the Mm. same time, you know, she's breastfeeding. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, Rihanna, that's her body. You know what I'm saying? She has the right to do with it as she pleases. I'm not Mm -hmm. into We're not the Puritan police. You know what I'm saying? This is not an exchange for for Christianity, focused consciousness. You know, we have to Mm -hmm. understand you know, she got, she carries, she's playing a role. She has a certain energy, and that's the energy. That's the role that she's playing in accordance with that energy. Call it what mm-hmm. you want. So I'm not in the space or the place to say, yo, she's right or she's wrong. I can tell you. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's can, I can I interject quickly? Because I reposted yeah, that. And what the, yeah, what the picture is actually saying is, the response on social media to the two different, to the two pictures. Now, with the picture with the sister holding her child breastfeeding her at her graduation, she was attacked, and they were online calling her ratchet. She don't have no right to be doing that. She's chicken shit. You know what I mean? What is she doing? You know, she's savage. And then it shows the the response to Rihanna wearing a, 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 a Savolsky crystal dress showing her breasts and, you know, her the rest of her body underneath it. And they were praising her. She's so creative. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's an inspiration. So she's mm-hmm. showing the disparity. This is culture that we're talking about. This is this is an African culture and a European. And then on the flip side, you see something that is not a so-called, a quote-unquote, necessarily an African culture. And it's more of a, because let, let's just be honest, that, display of, you know, being naked, coming out in public, taking photo shoots, showing your box and, 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 and things of that nature, that's not part of our culture. Breastfeeding and things of that nature is part of our culture. All Correct. I'm saying is, and all the picture is saying is, that our society, Negro peons, people in blackface, but you basically have a Romanized Babylonian mindset that has come to accept things that are not of our culture and our nature, and they're, they're, they're calling everything that we do aboriginally and indigenously savage. It's out of whack. You know what I mean? It's, it's not our culture. And other people are picking it up. Mm-hmm. Yoga. They're doing yoga. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're into, they're wearing tie-dye and all that whole peace movement. In the city. They're jacking the cultures. They're switching mm-hmm. the cultures around. And you're picking up a Roman, Greek, a Greco-Roman, Babylonian culture. That's what yes. you becoming. That's what you're comfortable adapting. You became what you despise the most. That's what we see in our culture. 
And that's what, that's really what that image was preventing. Nobody's saying who's right or wrong. You know, nobody was being um, judgmental. But, but, oh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I might have. Conversation is taking place. I might have read it wrong. Yeah, they were throwing that sister under the bus. Yeah, they were throwing some unnecessary shots, but it's not expect. It's not surprising me, much as not expected. You know what I'm saying? Because when I saw it and didn't read the um, comments, and I know the comments were negative because anytime when we do something in this type of you know so-called society, it's deemed as bad. But other cultures take up our shit and use it against us. You know. So I don't know where, where the mindset is. I mean, it, it was funny. I had a little brief little argument with um a brother. In particular, it said that um now most of our sisters are they're so heavily watching so-called Dr. Oz, which is the history of the Dr. Oz, about he's saying about natural hair. And a lot of sisters are rolling with it. And it makes it big say, you know, if it doesn't come out of this European's mouth and he doesn't justify it, most of our men or women are not going to roll with it. So if, he, if the European says... It's good to have natural hair. You go on display natural hair. But times we, when most people tell us in natural hair, you're supposed to be natural, you find it as an issue. So until it comes out this man's mouth, you're not gonna, you're, you're not gonna roll. Tell you say that that same slave master mentality is not going nowhere anytime soon. Because I can feel their mentality every day when, when, when they, these these so-called attacks come out, you know. And I say, you know what? If y'all expect some change, y'all gonna have to make that. Serious decision. I mean, I'd, I'd pick up most of y'all guys because y'all on the streets trying to do y'all thing, and anybody that's trying to do it positive and try to care, I, I commend y'all. You know what I'm saying? But at times, then, to really come up, our people gotta make a decision. You know what I'm saying? And to keep this mindset of the of the beast, that it's not gonna go far. It, it, it can't. You know what I'm saying? We're just gonna put us more down the the rabbit hole with this mentality. That's how I see it. You know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, indeed. Yeah. yeah. As always, you want to say thank you, my brother. Um, one one thing I would say, um, I'm not sure what's on your um music where you're about to play to sign off. Um, I, I was one question I asked is how y'all regular reggae's doing in regards to collection. I don't know if I can ask a request of a certain particular artist if y'all. I'm I'm, I'm I'm deep I'm deep for my midnight cuts. I got joints. You got joints. You know? All right. Well, this might be my my request, if possible. If not. This will be for another time, and I can respect it. You know what I'm saying? Do you have that tune um, by, I think his name is I Way by Life is Easy? I'm not sure if you guys got that. By who? <laughs> by I Way. Life is Easy. Oh, I just yeah, Life is Easy. To the, uh, uh, I don't, not, not, not in the queue. Nah, not in the queue. Okay, okay, okay. All right, damn. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I told <laughs> you, I'm, I'm deep in midnight. I got midnight joints on deck. You know okay, okay, I, don't, okay. I don't pretty much listen to anyone outside okay. of midnight in the realm of reggae right now. No disrespect okay, to nobody that's else, but that's, that's my that's vibration. T3 through the Facebook, and we'll upload it so next time we uh, broadcast, mm-hmm. we'll be able to rent that. Yeah. Okay, so you want me to upload on Facebook? That's all? You can just send us the MP3 and a private message on Facebook. Okay. All right. That's cool. See. All right. All right. Well, that that's it for me, and you know, till next time, you know, keep keep the grind, keep the hustle, and you know, I didn't know that happened to Nat Shahudi. I hope he is well and everything, because you know, it is rough out here. You know, what I'm saying, I mean, a lot of us are just fighting our own demons. You know what I'm saying, I guess you know, he hasn't really got to that level, but you know, I I feel he's gonna be fine in my mind. Nothing's gonna. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, 
All I know is that our brother's an asset rather than a liability in the community. He has a beautiful family. I mm-hmm. personally watched his brother transform. I watched his brother fight his demons. You know what I'm saying? I watched his brother come back on the scene. When I was in New York in September or November, and I, I was telling everybody on the show how hard it is in New York because things are not going in the direction necessarily that it's supposed to be going in the empowerment that some of these scholars and these lecturers were saying that they were doing, it didn't, it wasn't manifesting on the streets of NYC on 125th Street, Brooklyn, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I saw yeah. a lot of my brothers being compromised because they have to feed their family because I don't care how many books we read. I don't care how if we discover our DNA takes us back to Lemuria. I don't care how, how much, you know what I mean? One thing that still remains is that you still have to be able to provide first for self, yes. self-preservation, Correct. and you have to provide for those around you, you know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is I don't know what happened with the brother situation. I know that he told me that he had an um, a offering to go out of town with a sister who, who he was interested in. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw him on YouTube out of town. I think he was in, like, Seattle or something. And then later on down the line, this thing took place. So knowing that, and, and, and my brother, you know, like there's other teachers out there. They got one foot in the streets and they got one foot in the community because sometimes they they street soldiers. they in the streets mixing up with certain people, frequencies of certain people in order to build with them. You know what I'm saying? And you might be in a situation where there might be some things in that house. You know what I'm saying? You know? And you don't have to be unconscious to have weapons in your house or paraphernalia and things like that, you know, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But what I know is the ancestors are teaching us a lesson. It's showing us something. We're in the retrograde right now. I'm going to be able to sit back and really take count of what I'm seeing. But at the end of the day, I will not turn my back. I will not throw my brother under the bus. I will not wash him up because I know mentally, Spiritually and emotionally, he is crushed right now. So whatever I could do to help that brother, whether it's put some money on his books or write him a letter and give him some encouragement, irregardless of what they do to the brother, I have to be there for my brother because that's what brotherhood is about. We still at war. Correct. Correct. You know what I'm saying? My, I am my brother's keeper. We're not our brother's keeper. If we'll, if we'll turn on our brothers in times of adversity, and you know what I mean? It just speaks about the character of some of us. Because I'm even on Facebook, I'm seeing people, you know, who naturally will be real dormant. They're quiet. They don't need to talk of, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they trolls. Now they all on Facebook posting the, the story and, oh, my goodness, they ain't so. It's like, now y'all come alive. When it's and they're washing them up in public. They're washing them up in public. They're washing them up in public, trying to judge them. But it's like, you know, what are you contributing to the movement? What are you doing in for mm-hmm. humanity? I'm not just talking about, you know, you you're eating carrots and, and spirulina for breakfast. Like, what are you doing on the front lines? Do you understand what this? Do you do you understand what it's about? Do you understand that the people don't support? Do you understand that the people like I I, I could personally speak for that. Well, you got to go to sleep starving because you don't get no support. If you don't want to go work for this European in 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 the, in the society or community that said that it's all about what we want to be like Garvey, we want to be like Elijah. This is about self-preservation and stuff like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Not to say shout out to everybody who supported us and our brand. Shout out to everybody who's pledged. Shout out to everybody who's donated. I'm not taking anything away from anybody in the community that has done that. Yeah. Saying is collectively, like yeah. Valentine said, as a collective, it's 2014. We have not, up to this date, developed an income stream, or we have not developed a way to get money as a network. Europeans, Asians, every I, aliens. You know what I'm saying? Even people in Guantanamo Bay is getting money together. We're not. We have not done that as a collective. Not about one person eating or one group eating. As a collective, we not. We have not shown. It's more hate than love in this community. Because if we yeah. loved ourselves as a collective, you would feel it. You would see it, and it would become. It would manifest. Things would start popping up. We would have buildings. We, you know what I'm saying? We won't be getting kicked out of the building at nine o'clock. We would have. Uh, businesses, we would have factories, we would have products, we would be going across seas to do things. Mm-hmm. But people have been introduced to consciousness through hate, and they think to be conscious you have to hate. I'm seeing people get sick. I'm seeing people fall under um, ailments because they want, they're they walking around with hate and their hearts are heavy because they think you're supposed to hate the white man. You're supposed to hate people that are just not like you. They don't eat. They don't eat right. I hate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the melody. Where's the melody that I hate him? That's just put down a lace punch. You look like she in a oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your melody you know, too light. I hate you. But if you love, if you love you, if you love the family, if you love people who are like you, the love, even going to war, even if you have to go into battle, people go. You got to remember those who win wars. They win wars based off of love, not hate. You would be able to win a war easier if you love, if you go in, into battle loving your family and loving yourself, knowing that nothing can stop you. You cut on some three hundred stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll be, be able to cut through all of your adversaries and your foes and your enemies in the name of love. Name of love. Love don't make you soft. It doesn't take away your warrior spirit. It makes you more of a warrior. What about the woman who loves her, her, her daughter and is trapped under a car? She'll flip the car over. Yeah. If she hates her daughter, she can't pick that car up. Hate weighs you down. The conscious community is filled with hate right now. All right? It, it's been like that ever since that certain kind of energies have entered in the community and started to take over. So we have to purge ourselves. And I'm speaking for personal experience. I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of cleansing and detoxing. I have to make my heart a lot lighter. You know what I'm saying? I'm not lighter. You don't see running on the lecture circuit trying to do with their life and how great my life. No. I'm on this show. I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for four to five years. I'm, I'm here listening and learning. But I can share. I have the ability. I have the right to share and be honest and let people know that it's real out here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna paint no 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 fake picture about what it is, and, and if we and, and that's why I'm on my campaign to build this network, to work together, to empower our consortium, to empower the brotherhood, for the sisters to empower the sisterhood. If we stop taking time gossiping, backbiting, hating, being jealous and envious, then we know the community will move forward. The community is stagnant because everybody's talking about each other and worrying about what everybody else is doing. 
Yeah, said one. Try it. What they doing? You know, how you expect that magic to work? You cutting yourself off. What you say? You know what I'm saying? How do people expect the magic to work? You know what I'm saying? If they're cutting themselves off because... You think you're getting away with talking about somebody, but spirit realm is not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not getting away. It's energy, you know? The minute you manifest a thought and speak it with your mouth, so be it. It, It's it's etched in time. It's part of your memorex, part of your data file. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you in the cloud, for real. So you're not getting away with nothing just because it's not seen or heard by the person that you're talking about, shit, my head my be itching that night. I'll be like, God damn. I'll be jumping. You know what I'm saying? Your heart is going to be weighed. Your mouth is going to stick with you. Your hands and your feet and your genitals will talk against you. You can't hide this. There'll be a mouth on the side of your neck that will speak about all of the things that you spoke of through the side of your neck. When you was out here supposed to be doing something, but you was wasting time worrying about what other people were doing. He ain't did nothing. You think because you detoxing and you drink smoothies and you be jogging or you yoga, that's nothing. That's nothing. Or, oh, I'm conscious because I raised my children. No. No. It's work to be done. Like I said, we at war, so we don't got time to focus on makeup. We don't got time to focus on wigs. You don't got time to focus on your sneakers. You know what I'm saying? We don't got time to focus on superficial. Uh, those are superficial things. We got to get, we need land, buildings. We got to get our hands dirty. Sometimes we got to sacrifice and go without. Sometimes you got to ride the train. Sometimes you got to walk yeah. and carry something. How are you going to fight war? How are you going to, how are you going to struggle? If you're not struggling. Huh? Yeah. If you're not struggling, how are you going to fight war? You have to do the hard work. It's not called struggling. It's called training. It's called it's called preparing oneself for the inevitable. It's called pressure creates pressure on coal creates diamonds. And then when you go to the gym, if you lift a 15 pound weight, will you become chiseled and stronger? It's adversity that makes one more powerful. It's adversity that makes one more more um you know. Our people are in adversity right now. But how many of how many of us is in the gym throwing those weights up? People are succumbing to the weight. They falling. Yeah. I don't live. I don't live Walt Disney's dream. That dude is frozen right now. I don't watch Frozen either. I'm not part of that campaign. You know, and I and 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 I don't mix well with people who live in fantasy worlds either. We just don't get along. You know, we really don't because. My scorpion nature is too real. I'm, 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 I pull that shit back. I'm realist. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't, I don't want to live in the delusions of grandeur because I did that. I, I went through that. Right, right, blue pill, right, Paul. You know, in the '90s and the 2000s, like Game Dash came and pulled the covers back. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's not real. Like, I was having a conversation, yeah. Everything that you thought you knew, you got to throw out the window because Liar Cohen is not the man. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy Iovine is not the man. This shit is not getting me no brown. 
They're not even the man. They just the hand behind the hand behind the hand. You know they what I'm saying? They're bigger than you can conceive. The man. Whatever you do, you family, go pull up Combat so, Jack Game Dash interview. He will, we, we, we searching for him. If anybody got contacts on him, please hit us up on, uh, on Facebook. We, he's in Harlem. We in Harlem. We, we got an APB out on him, House of Consciousness. Know the ledge. We are looking for that man. We might even give y'all a ransom if y'all could bring a Dame Dash. But, but you know what? one of the biggest interviews that I've heard since I've been, you know, with, since my life's been on. But you, you know what? The insider. You, you would think now that, I mean, I haven't really watched the interview that Dame Dash on this level would eventually find either one of y'all still since um, he is a businessman himself if you had to search for him still because if you had to search at times, he might have to look at somebody to see if, if it's worth the time if he's going to, you know, do business because that man don't play still. That's how I see it, you know. Even yeah, well, have you know, New York is small, you know. We, mm-hmm. we, we we interviewed him before. Me and Blue interviewed him in 03, was it, 2003? Blue? But it, mm-hmm. Blue Pill. Did his line drop? Ah, uh, shit. Sure. Nah, it's not. Nah, he's still there. But, brother, we got to go on. We have a few other hands. All right, yeah, I know. Well, no, I and you, Lou, I was asking you what year did we interview Dame Dash? Oh, I interviewed, I got about four different interviews with Dame Dash, um, all the way up from 2003, always up to about 2000. And the last time I interviewed him was for the Death in the Dynasty premiere at the Apollo, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. May Beasley. That was like whatever year Death of the Dynasty came out, you know what I'm saying? And he was making a point. I had totally forgot that he was using those vehicles to give Kevin Hart and these dudes their first hand, you know, their first shake in the industry. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this little dude is corny. But it's a whole nother story. <laughs> and, and, yeah, we also, yeah, I want to send some love and light to my brother Tracy Morgan, a fellow Brooklynite. You know, yeah, my family took time out, you know, understand it, you know, the, the power of prayer is real, okay, because it's just you sending your light and your energy to somebody else when they're in need of, of, of spiritual strength, you know what I'm saying? They can utilize that information, that power that you have by way of, of your prayer, by way of your good, your, um, I don't want to say wishes, I don't like that word, but, you know what I'm saying, just send good energy towards that brother during this time for his recovery, okay, lift that man up. You know, we, we want to see him back at a, a place where he can perform and, and give his family, you know, what they have grown and love so much for from him. You know what I'm saying? He was in a very um, bad traffic uh, entanglement over the weekend, and he lost a brother named Jimmy Mack, who I understand is also um, a Harlem legend. You know what I'm saying? So we want to definitely send a rest in peace and a love and light to his family. All right? All right. And, um, and I'll later. I'm going to sign out. Today I took another call. All yeah. right. Sure. Go to another caller. I got a caller from the 202 
Oh, peace. I don't know how I'm always getting this call cue, and I never press one. <laughs> What's going uh, on, okay. y'all? All right. All right. How y'all doing? Oh, What's up? That's it. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's great. This is Solo uh, Constantine. Um, how's everything with y'all? It was a great show tonight, no? Yes, oh, absolutely. Everything is a great show when the doc comes through. Yeah, that was that was surprising. I didn't see any. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see any posts or nothing. So that was a it was a good surprise. It was a real good surprise to hear. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The doc said some very profound things tonight in a short time. So. Yeah, you know he 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 dropped some bombs. He dropped some heavy commentary that the family could definitely use. But um, major. <laughs> huh? I said major. Major, major. Big, big, big. Well, continue you know. to listen. I'm going to get some other callers. Peace. All right? All right, peace. brother, peace. All right, peace, bro. Let's go to caller from 864-313-864, my brother from the 864. Peace. Welcome to the Hotel, hotel, my love. Like, goes to the brothers. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. I just wanted to kind of chime in, and I know, um, because, because uh, me and my queen were just actually having a conversation talking about, um, you know, that picture that, that we were seeing uh, with the with the young lady breastfeeding. And definitely, um, because the brother, I'm not sure, it's, it, it was a guy from the Dolphins, uh, one of the brothers from the Dolphins, he had took and snapped the shot of his lady breastfeeding. And, you know, that kind of came out, and it was kind of, uh, you know, it was being shot down. But it, 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 it didn't seem as, to me, now forgive me, fellas, uh, as over as what the young lady was doing. Because even with breastfeeding being a thing that comes from African spirituality, African culture, we know even even when you were saying, uh, read about making your heart light, you know, a lot of times we jump around this thing, can't jump around the fact we need to be in bed with my eyes. That means all of us. That means a lot of our leaders, a lot of our conscious leaders, so-called, they've been dealing with this magic. You brothers have seen this stuff. You have seen it. They might be up talking on a conscious lecture one day. The next day they be gone. They be fucked up. And we know we are taking care of when we're talking about this. It's hard. And Brother Field broke knowledge on this. It's hard to kill consciousness, true consciousness. So a lot of times what we're doing, we're embracing a certain part of African culture, but we still have set in it. We still have the set in it. You know, we're not doing inside my eye. And that is just um, what I, I would look at the elders uh, to definitely be, uh, you know, infiltrating this into our brains, putting this into our brains and, and making this a mandate, a mandatory thing. And that's and even when we look at the conscious community, brothers, I love the work that you you all have done. I talk to brothers that um, you all have influenced. And the thing is now that us in the country community, we have bashed Christians. We have bashed other religious forms of groups, but we have not manned up for Kimmy. 
or for, you know, we, we might say Haru, we might say Amin Ra, we might say Ma'at, but we're not doing it full-blooded. We're not speaking metal nut. We're not going back doing those things. And even with you, with what you brother was saying, eating good, it ain't enough. You can be conscious to your diet. You know, even with somebody being conscious, you can be conscious if you go out there and shoot somebody. You know, you can be conscious, but we allowing ourselves to exercise our consciousness with inside my eye. That's the only way. Because I remember when, when Brother uh, Phil had, had gotten crowned Sanu Jehudi by Brother Comfort. And in that lecture is when the brother was talking about how the pyramids, something as great as the pyramids, because that's a physical manifestation of what we could do here, that they still don't know how to heal that how the hell we build the pyramid. But how we did it is because we maintained righteous order within ourselves. We think we were in bed with the goddess mind, with this with this with this principle of truth. And, you know, I, I, I definitely I'm down for you with with you all where we have to and we should be encouraging this, even with the young lady taking a picture. This is just the thing on my side. A lot of times these things are not done inside true African spirit. And we have to question this, even with the Rihanna thing. True, true indeed, brother. I know they, they, you, it's, it's her body, but we have to look at the rituals that are going on for our daughters right now. And these holes and these prostitutes, because Alex Jones had broke it probably about like seven years ago. He had brought out talking about the split pride movement. We can see it now. It went from Hannah Montana to now Miley Cyrus, and she's doing all this other crazy stuff. And and basically, they are ushering our girls that were on to Hannah Montana, and basically breaking them into this this sexual like this. Sex work. And, and it's what I wanted to stop doing. We're talking about the expectation for normalcy in the midst of an abnormal situation. You know what I'm saying? Shit is buck wild, crazy out here. Nobody is expected to be in the same mind yet. We're looking for sanity. You know what I mean? We just, it's a lot that we need to do before we start pointing fingers at other people identifying with how they are, are operating in the public venues. You know what I'm saying? As much as what I said about I don't take an, 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 any objection to me seeing her with that particular um, outfit on, that thing, uh, what I look at, what I, I mean, I understand the implications that it has, the larger implications in terms of the daughters and, and the young ladies that are looking up to her. But, you know, they got a litany of shit to dealing with her, if that's the particular case. You know what I'm saying? And these women are still raising people's children at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, they're still raising people's children. People's children are more into these particular celebrities than they are, you know, into the, their own parents, you know. They know more about the celebrities than the parents know about the children. And, I'm, really, and, and, I'm, and, and that has to be addressed. You know what I'm saying? That has to be addressed on somebody's own personal time. So it's like, you know, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to deal with. You feel me? But we keep going into these situations with the same thought process, and that's not going to get us nowhere. Well, I, you know, I, I, not I'm gonna go we, we, we are not in Africa. You know what I'm saying? We are not in Africa right now. So at what point are we going to have this particular mindset that is, is fit for where we're at dealing with the situation that we're in? These people are in Rome right now. You know what I'm saying? 
they're in Rome, and we're telling them, oh, you might be, you know, landmass-wise, you might be in the Mexican, and you might be in Morocco, and you might be in Africa, and you might be all these places, but their mind is Roman. You feel me? So we're Roman at that. So it's, it's, it's the thought. Like the brother said, everything is mental. All right? Let's stop expecting sanity in an insane world. If we're not the ones at the forefront putting together or putting forward this new frame of thought to bring people back to how they should be thinking because how they think is how they act. It's not it's not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? You got to change how people think. Think about themselves in particular. You know? And they have the thought process all screwed up. And that shit is starting from education and all these other places. People are being raised by TVs. People are being raised by all of these things that are contrary to what you're talking about. So we can't expect anything else. And if someone or something breaks through that is the thing we were talking about, that person is hella exceptional. You know what I'm saying? They was encoded to be what they are. Because everybody else, their coding is being changed because DNA corresponds and changes to environment. It's not set in stone. It adapts for survival purposes. You know, so what you're looking at is, is people, you're damn sure looking at some people under a spell, and then you're looking at other people who have just changed. They have adapted to something that is so inorganic to begin with that they themselves have become inorganic. And I don't really, you know, I'm just out of the process of pointing my fingers and, and calling people names and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it's about. It's about having a... a, a a plan, you know, and putting forward a paradigm that if if this is what we want on the planet more of, then that's the paradigm we have to create. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel it is right in the household? You have to create the the, the shining example of a modness on this planet at this particular time. And it has to resonate directly right outside of your house into your community whether that is a physical community or a virtual one. You know what I'm saying? We have to start being the leading example of the things we want to see on this planet. We have to be the living example of that. And that's what's going to bring my eye back down into this particular realm. You know, by just saying, yo, more people should be it, they don't know it. They're not in contact with it. That shit is not on Dr. Oz or Oprah. You know what I'm saying? There's no way they're coming into contact with it outside of them randomly bumping into it on Facebook or catching it on a YouTube search. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what people are looking for. They're looking for enjoyment, the fast life. They are in the matrix, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to turn up. They're trying to do all of those things. That's what's being reinforced by society 24-7. That's who they've become. So we got to deal with the reality of that situation. You know what I'm saying? And stop saying, yo, it got to be this way or it got to be that way. It's not going to be that way. Unless we feel that we're so powerful that we could change the direction of this entire planet with only by intent. And I'm not saying that we can't, but we got to get to work. Especially if we're looking for changes. You know what I'm saying? We got to get to work. Got to put some work in. You know? Valentine can sit back and say, damn, you know, I put an X amount of work and I expect to see, you know what I'm saying, things change and, and this pop up or that pop up. You, you feel me? But we got to do that work. 
and then we can have those expectations. Almost, almost this is, not, this is not this is not of a thousand three thousand years ago. This is just not that's not where we at. We dealing with a whole different construct. But, but this is just my thing. Is just you know when we talking about the frequency disruptors, and we talking about a lot of stuff being put out here, and we know at the end of the day, like you said, this esoteric knowledge ain't made for everybody. Everybody ain't going to go behind them doors. That's just the reality. That's just the reality. Even with us talking about our people, at the end of the day, a lot of our people are going to pass. And one thing Bobby told me, and I took it as being true, let the dead lay with the dead. Uh-huh. Let, the dead let the dead lay with the dead. And this is another thing that uh, Brother Booker T. Coleman told me as well, personally. It's only going to be three. It may be about three out of a hundred. So when you look at a pencil, and we're talking about we going through the refining stages of God learning itself, God going back to the higher part of itself, and that's what we are doing right now. So this is a test where steel is sharpening steel. Like you said, ain't no use to us really hating. You know, we got to have love for, for our, and devotion for our families, for our father. Even when we talk about fatherhood, Father's Day is coming up. My my father has cancer. He died from cancer. They're ready to put him in hospice. You understand? But it takes a certain love and dedication. Well, I don't hate my dad because he still smoking cigarettes, but I got a goddamn love that's so fucking hard. I'm trying to put myself inside him. But at the end of the day, if he don't want to eat that eat that eat that food, I'm gonna have to humble myself to those that don't know and let the dead lay with the dead. And I still love my father, but I have to go on. And if that's my father, and I have a detachment and separation, even from my father, in, inside that one instance, it should be the same with any other illusions, because all of this is an illusion of us getting back to ourselves. We're getting back to reestablishing that order. But like I said, I don't want to take up too much time, but I definitely do. You know, I, we we about that to you know down here with me. I can't speak for everybody, but you know. About putting that okay, stuff Hold on, on one second. Family, we got a minute remaining to the live stream. If you want to continue past the live stream with us, we do have a few more callers. 347-637-2135 is the number. 347-637-2135. Let us call it. All right. Join us. All right. We will still be going past the, uh, the, uh, the cutoff point and answering all of the callers on the line tonight. All right. Let the um let the caller finish what he was saying though his thought. Yes, I can. Okay, uh, well basically like I was saying, man, because you know we talk about family. My father hasn't been you know there for me, but I still love him because I know the truth about African spirituality. Y'all talk a lot about the crack era. I'm a son of that. You understand? I'm a son of that. My father right now he's sick. I guess maybe from. But I still love the hell out of him. But I can't allow myself to kind of make myself hurt and, you know, because he wants to smoke cigarettes or because he wants to still do his thing. So, like I said, even when establishing my eye, it's going to take, it's going to take some disassociation. It's going to take some detachment. Mm-hmm. It's, going to, it's going to take some, fuck you, I'm going over here. That shit going to hurt some people. But that's what it is when you're separating from the illusion. No ifs, ands, buts about it. 
Well, one thing we've been doing, even inside the college community, we still been riding with bullshit in our in our shit. We've been riding with bullshit in our shit. Now we got this dude fighting against this dude, and we got people that's wanting to become conscious, but they 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 going back to the damn church. They hear a king noble fight irritated gene. This dude calling him gay. This he calling him an angel. It ain't no different from WWE. And I'm starting to see, you know, and we got to bring light to this thing. So I appreciate what you all are doing. I know you all are walking, you know, uh, definitely very, very careful, but definitely still doing your thing. So, you know, I encourage you to encourage, like, even Brother Ty or RBG. That brother go hard when he's talking, when he's talking about raising this frequency to kill that beast. You know what I'm saying? We have to speak these, these names. Saw Rock. Saw Rock. We have to. You know, we have to do these things. So I'm down for y'all, man. Y'all know me. Y'all know my area code when I call in. Down here in South Carolina, I'm still dealing with this testicular council. You understand? I don't go to no goddamn hospital. You understand? But I will say this, even with them conscious brothers and all this shit, it's these niggas out here that know that we broke as hell. We, we, it's, it's tough for us. So even to get some, okay, well, here's, some, here's a bath you can take. I still see that scheme inside these conscious niggas. Like, hey, well, come on over here, pay me a little such. Hey, it's, I done went to some brothers. They done gave me some information, some, and they ain't look for shit. Because they, what they say, the sun don't charge you for life. The sun don't charge you for energy. Does, the, does nature charge you to breathe? So why should we be holding this thing trying to hustle our brothers and sisters and then wondering why we can't progress and build pyramids by ourselves? Because that's what we're going to have to do again. We're gonna have to meet. We're gonna have to build those things, brother. So I'm, I'm, my love and dedication goes out to you all with the uh, the spirit of the show that it moves on inside restoring my uh, uplifting fallen humanity, bringing things back together. Um, and it will not be all. And we have to question ourselves as well. It will not be all. So we gotta eradicate that bullshit from our life. So much love to you, brother. Continue doing your work and hope temple. Salute, brother, and folks, and likewise, you know what I mean. I I look forward to meeting you in the Carolinas very soon, brother. Oh yeah, I I know y'all doing y'all thing in Atlanta, man. So like I said, much love to you. Yeah, I, I want to get one of those t-shirts. So when I hit you up, when when brother Shabazz Bab hits you up, you know I think uh, I think y'all told me y'all was out, man. But you know we need to get that stuff out. We need to get the networking and. You know, create something for ourselves. So I'm definitely with y'all, brothers, man. Glad yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you said yeah, that, brother. Fantasy dot bigcartel dot com. That's K I N G Z K O U N T Y dot B I G C A R T E L dot com. If everybody who listens to the show bought a shirt, I'd be in a real better position in life right now. Like I promise you. But uh, we got some new designs up there. We just put some. Um, the Super Heyru designs up there, family, for women and men. And uh, we will have a whole bunch of newer shirts coming in. Like I said, Kings County has developed into a uh, – we represent different brands now. We're a lifestyle site. We're a lifestyle brand, so we have different clothing brands as well as our designs up there because we realize that uh, it's time to um, create the umbrella. So some of our other brothers who are owners of their own businesses and their own um, – clothing lines can get a chance to shine as well. So Kings County, K I N G Z K 
K-O-U-N-T-Y.BigCartel.com. We are in the building. We are working on improving our shipping as well. Our ultimate goal is to have it a one-day deliveries, two-day deliveries, you know what I'm saying, to get some factories up and running. So we're on our journey, you know what I'm saying? We're on our mission, you know what I mean? It, if it could happen overnight, it would have, but that's not how life works. This is a, this is a journey. It's a process. I applaud everybody who has come in on board to help out with the logistics and other technology. Salute. Um, look forward to uh, Tuesday's next Tuesday show. I'm going to be introducing our brother, our brother out of um, Arizona, our brother D. Miller L. He's coming forth with his um, group of industrious and illustrious moors. They're going to talk about Bitcoin technology, amongst other things. Uh, I believe on Friday, KT the Arch degree is coming forth with the X-Men Decoded. I look forward to that. Yeah, no, he, he, he got to come, come back. He said he's coming on the next week for the solstice. He, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're going to do something else on Friday. But look, let me go to these other callers. Brother Peace, Brother Sebastian Peace, all right? Peace. 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 brother. Let me go to caller from the 347-687-347-687. Caller. Peace. Caller from the 347-687. Peace. All right. I'm going to put this back on hold. Let me go to 213-804. Two one three eight zero four. Caller, peace. Yo, peace to the family of nations. What's up, peace? What? No, man, I'm just Buddha, listening to please. the show, man. You know, this Buddha, man, I always want to call in. It's yeah. Big up, big up, everybody. Um, I was just listening, man. I love to see Phil on there or hear Phil on there. You understand? It's almost like I could see him in my mind because what he was saying so was right and exact. But I also just wanted to let him know that we here, though. We taking up the mantle. And we understand that the people have been yelled at enough, and we have to come with solutions. And that's what we've been offering, and that energy has got to resonate. Another thing I was listening to is um, the talk about Rihanna. I don't understand that as West Indian because, you see, that, that whole style was in the dance hall in the 90s and the 80s. That's, that's a regular skin-out outfit. And she, and just because she put it on in public, I, I don't think people understand the cultural background she came from. That that was nothing to wear that on the red carpet. You can go to a dance tomorrow and see girls skin out like that before mm-hmm. that was even a, that was even an issue. So it was probably nothing for her to participate in whatever ritual they think that she was participating in just because of her cultural background. That that that, that don't carry the same weight that it would to somebody raised in the puritanical background of self and exposure of the body. It's just a different thing. So I thought that that was weird that that's even an issue. You understand me? So I, I, didn't, I don't know. I just wanted to chime in on that and, and make people maybe they need to understand her logic in regards to that. And, and that's not even an issue for the conscious community is, is, is my whole point. Um, your, your, your children have access to worse images than that. Um, through the media devices they have that you don't have any control over. It, mm-hmm. That was that was some energy placed on the on the box um, um, to hype 
to hype up the people, I guess, to give them something to debate and converse about. But the real problem is the lack of control you have over the Android meme that has become your child, where a self has been completely digitized. And you have no control. They send their own images, worse than Rihanna send it, around the Internet. <laughs> what they're doing in their own personal life is far, far more um, um, invasive and um, wow. expose. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, sometimes we, we, we dwindle our, our focus down when there's so much of a bigger picture that's in the attack upon us in terms of the logic they're using against us. And I'm really trying to get the community to focus on this logic mechanism is really operative. And they really have to understand that the white man's first position in logic is that his first truth is a negative and it's a false. So he works through the fiction. He works through a false, fanciful notion of reality. And any time you participate in that or give it energy, even if you're against it, this is what people don't understand. You still provide life. There has to be a way for us to not necessarily ignore that conversation, but um, envelop that conversation in something that's so far bigger that it lacks its significance. And we're always focused on on building our new economic outlets that we keep talking about. Because I want to hear the brothers out there that know about insurance companies and things like that. We need to start our own you know, insurance companies within the family of nations where, where, where we are investing in insurance company and using that as another source of venture capital to fund things that people are doing. You see, we don't have any sources where there is a public access to capital that people can use to go and take a loan out of and then invest in for their business because even if they open the business, they're not going to have capital or overhead and they're going to have to go to the white man to get that. And I'm trying to get to the brothers out there that are into the economics. They know how to buy bonds. They know how to move securities and secure Bitcoin, secure some type of financial institution, a bonding company that's within our community so that if I want to go and start up something, I can go take a loan out in that community, take it back to my community, explain to them where, where, who I have to pay is part of the community. It's, it's, it's not Bank of America. It's not... U.S. Bank. You know what I mean? We need to get into this micro-loaning concept, and we need to develop our own sources of venture capital, even to where people that have got capital, they'll want to put up venture capital in our system and, and see their money circulate so they can get a percentage back. You know, the same percentage you get on Wall Street, a little 10 to, a little 10 to 20%, and to keep it moving while we're in our community. You understand? And we need to make sure that our argument starts to move in that domain, in that dominion. And we need to apply a logic to that, that that has, like you said, that umbrella concept where everybody in the family of nations can come into that fold. And then we'll have people beating on the door from the outside to try and get a piece. And that's, those are the few things I just wanted to chime in on, you know, as a theoretician for for the logic. Indeed, I would tell I would say to uh the family of nations to check out the show with Brother Sutek as well as the show that you did, good brother, um, the plan that the brother has to create, you know, um a centralized uh 
uh, venture capitalist funding organization so we'd be able to go and get our ideas, you know, funded. Exactly. Our, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what this brother is working for with the comedic science of prosperity. And, um, you know, I look forward to other scientists to step forward with formulas and, you know, solutions, workable solutions that we can apply, applicable solutions that we could apply. We all know what the problems are. We've been we've been under the tutelage of the doomsday prophets for decades. So we all are aware of the problems at this point. Now it's time for the scientists, the tacticianists, to put that forward because we live in an era, in a scientific digital era where, like you said, brother, it's the, the android meme, you know what I mean? People are solving these, these equations at an exponential rate in a European, Asian, and, and East Indian community by developing technologies that are becoming very successful, very profitable, and, you know, very, they're, they're solving a lot of problems from what, from, my, from what my research shows. And we are at a lack. We are at an ex, we are, we, and, and I don't want to offend anybody, but, because brothers and sisters are diving into into the DeLorean and going back in history and they're book diving and they think that because, you know, they they read melanin in a in 16th century text that they've cracked the code or something and they think that they're really doing something, but it's like not from what I see. You know what I mean? Like you're not building the future. Like they're building the future in real time in front of you and we're not really contributing. We, 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 they're building it off of our energy because we're the largest consumers, but I don't see brothers and sisters utilizing the simple, and it's simple technology. It's not even, it's, we're not even talking about quantum physics or anything. It is some simple formulas and algorithms that they're using. Some stuff that we actually created, family algorithm, that's a Morris creation, i.e., you know, something that you made up. But, um, you know, uh, let's just keep let's keep keep dropping these gems and moving forward. I know that it's I know that it's the, we're planting the right seeds in the right minds, and in a minute, it, what's going to come out of that? The team that's going to come out of that is going to be a, it's going to be the you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about multiplying Zuckerberg by a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another to drop out there is um. We're about to build up this farm, um, one in Florida and one in Arkansas, and all the farms going to be cooperative. So um, anybody out that got land and is interested in developing um, farming cooperatives amongst the family and nations so we can get into food distribution and our own types of farmers' markets and some of the events we set up so that the farmers are people that are trying to produce some food for the community, have a distribution system, an outlet, you know, around, and we need to have it hooked up in different areas. So um, post on KTL, everybody out there that's about, you know, getting into and farming these farming collectives within the community so we can feed our people also. No doubt. No doubt. We're definitely going to be doing something very soon, you know, upcoming show where we're going to be putting this information out and, um, you know, reaching the laws of populace, getting activated, you know, because it's definitely it's beyond time to start feeding ourselves, growing our own food supply. All right, brother? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was just dropping some ideas out there on the people and chiming in, you understand? And keep talking and yeah, um, yeah. keep listening and big up everybody on the line, big up everybody in the family of nations. And definitely oh, big up Brother yeah. Phil for coming down and holding down the show, man. We love that. Well, hold on. Before you leave, I see it. I just hand your shot up. Let me see if this my brother. Call up on the 347-687. Peace. Peace. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Peace, What's good, Buddha? What's up, my dude? What's up, what's up? What's going on? Hey, hey, what's good, homie? Yo, we there. Pick up, hey, hey, we there, man. <laughs> so, uh, where you at? You in New York right now? No, me, 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 yeah, I got to come over there and check this in. I soon got to make a move, man, but I'm trying to get up to New York this weekend and go check out what they have going on up there. I might not make it over to the west side till about July. Yeah, I need you to go there because um, them niggas, man, they need that upgrade. That show is an upgrade. You heard? Them niggas need some scholarship. And ain't nobody got a building. You know what I mean? The phone breaking oh. up, Lord. Yo, well, yeah, I hear what you're saying, B. I'm ready. I'm ready to build with the people. Like, we're going to do another show. We're going to have a question and answer. And uh, we got a big surprise with people when we dropped this hip-hop build on them, uh, me and the Peel putting together. So I'm in the works right now with some with some projects for the people to, like, to, to, to bring some more insight on the logic um, and the logo sapien concept that I was um, pitching, you know, and, and, and building on in the first lecture for them. You understand? Yo, something wrong with the line, Reggie. We can't hear you. The line is chopping. No. Fire that. Yeah, the line is chopping there. All right. Now we can't hear you clear. Everything good, sir. But, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, ready to come right build, man. I'm re- I'm really ready to build with the people, man. We got a lot of things we're ready to show the people, man. We've been working on some things every day to further develop this this new form of logic um, and, 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 break, and break this linear construct while teaching them how to master the language of the linear construct, but in a whole new format so that it will create and it will help manifest the reality that we're articulating so the people can actually function in it. They have to have a new logic in order to make the new society tangible and, and a reality. Otherwise, they're going to go in it with the same um, concepts of economics, buying and selling, the same, the same logic that they've been exposed to through the box. is going to just be transferred to the community, and, and we're going to fall apart trying to function in that. We have to develop a new form of logic for this new type of being that, that we are against the being that they're creating. And, it's, and this is very important. So I'm ready to go in on this concept with the people, definitely, my lord. That's just most definite. Hold on. Let me see what happened. Hey, hey, gone. You still did it? Yeah, he got a bad connection, my yours. Yo, yeah, I better get off the line, or I make some other people talk, star. 
Yeah, look at more. You know, we'll build in the background, right? Hello? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna stay on the line. I'm just, you know, I'm gonna still listen yeah. in, and you know, if you want to click me back on, go and click me. I'm gonna stay right there. there. Oh. Yes, sir. Yeah, Let me go to caller. Caller from the seven one eight two one seven seven one eight two one seven. Caller, welcome to Northern Legs. Peace. Peace, peace. This is Vic, Victor G, Queens. What's up, family? Peace, blue pill, red Yeah, me. Yes, sir. All right, all right. What's up, man? Um, yo, I was really feeling the show, man. I was really feeling what Doctor Phil Valentine was saying. He was really dropping bombs. Um, when he was talking about him being a teacher, raising the students, you know, or watching the students grow. And I'm looking at, I'm trying to look at it from his perspective and seeing what he's actually seeing, if we're actually moving forward or not, you know. I personally, I don't know, I I feel like there's so much talking going on that we're not actually moving forward. Like there's all these talks about getting this done and getting that done, but I'm not actually seeing what's getting done. Um, and since we had the Brothers Who Tech joint last week, and I want to know what's, that, what's the situation with that project. You know what I'm saying? Every, we got new projects that's coming on, that's coming around, and I don't really hear about it afterwards. I guess I don't well, know if I, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could add on, I could add on to uh, what's going on with the Brothers Suplex project. I just spoke to him about 7 o'clock in Harlem, yeah. and he's saying yeah, that he's Brother Sutek is saying that the response that he's getting from the video, he did a video, uh, two-hour presentation, and he also did a commercial on the Brother Sonetis TV, and he also did the show on Nota Ledge, and he has an upcoming lecture. Me and him is doing something in the beginning of August. So he said the momentum is building up, you know what I'm saying? The people are, are definitely feeling um, the Brother's idea. He even spoke of an elder who is someone that he looks up to in um, in, the, in, the, in the field of economics and finance, and he pledged his support to come on board and help out. So um, we're not going to let this one just be uh, a conversation. Like we're we're, we're going to take this and uh, run with it. We're going to make this. We're going to help develop the uh, the brothers' plan because, like I said. And me and him and a few other brothers had an extensive talk in Harlem right there on 125th Street. And we realized that the, the great divine is speaking through signs. We're being shown something. And it speaks to the fact that it is time, not time to talk, not time to pontificate. It is time for economic upliftment amongst our brothers and sisters, unless we want to see brothers and sisters fall like dominoes. They have the potential of a domino effect to start taking place. Word. Absolutely. So we have to not just, you know, we need to make money. It's not that simple. I trust the brother because he has a history. He proved that, you know, he's knowledgeable knowledgeable about certain things in certain areas. He's powerful in that lane. There's other brothers and sisters who are powerful in their lane, and we're working cooperatively. Um, You know what I'm saying? We're not debating. We're not banging on each other. We're not backbiting. 
We're not coming up with excuses not to work, basically, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are coming up with excuses not to work. You know, they rather wrestle than to get out there and work. Yeah. But we're not doing that. We're becoming the anti-thesis to that in the face of that, like right there in front of us all. Because you can't you can't do much from the sidelines, and you damn sure can't do much from other places. You need to be right in the mix, yeah. you know, and, and, and put the clean glass next to the dirty. So yeah. we working, you know what I mean? And I encourage the family, if they're ready to get on board and if they're ready to put put in some work, even if like I got a we got a brother out of St. Louis who came to Harlem, brother Perry. Left his father, left his parents, and everything. He's work, He's right there in the streets with us every day. Mm. He might work with Brother Donetta one day. He might work with Sutek. He might work with Brother Jack. You know what I mean? The brother's just out there soaking up the information, soaking up the experience, because that's really what it just is. It's, it's an experience. Mm. You know, nobody can tell you on paper what you're going to experience, what you're going to learn and walk away from that that situation from. But the brother's he's, he's, he's becoming more knowledgeable. He's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's showing me that this thing could really happen. And, and this brother gave up his, you know, he came out to Harlem to be amongst us. Yeah. So, like, we need brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, as people are running away from New York, we're going to still need some people to come into New York and work with us and, 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 and help this thing move the direction that it needs to move. You know, or if they could do it from outside of New York, that's even even better because it's not just a New York thing. We need to go a lot of different places where there's a little bit of consciousness or a whole lot of consciousness, and we want to add on and we want to sit at a round. It's not even about lectures no more. We want to sit down and build. It's about I want to come to your state with ten racks. Yeah. Yeah. The same way that everybody else is jumping in their whip and they come in a different state racked up. I want to exactly. come to your town with 10, 20, 30 racks. Mm-hmm. And I want to sit down with, with, with some of the brightest minds in that area or in that state, and we're going to sit at a round table, whatever yeah. it is that we have to do to get ourselves relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's right of mind. Let's do that. Eat, you know, whatever we got to eat to get right. Whatever it is. Whatever ceremony we have to do in order to get ourselves relaxed. We might even just go to the club and listen to some music and then sit down. <laughs> Words. I think yeah, I need to come yeah. on 125 and come build with y'all, man, for real, man. Real talk, because two-fifths, I was always saying this, and we're in the process of really showing the family, two-fifths is your wholesale district, <laughs> consciousness. It can be. You know what I mean? Like, people come to the wholesale district in New York downtown where the um, Arabs and, and, the, and the Africans are at. You, you want to make it where 125th Street is a wholesale district for consciousness. Mm-hmm. Well, the vendors are not just vending. You coming out here from a different town, you want to buy 10 dozen or 20 dozen or something, you want to be able to provide that. So you don't have to go to the Asian or the Indian or the African who don't do nothing for us. Mm-hmm. That's, just one, that's just one small part of it. But, yeah, we look forward to building with the family and being more serious about our future. So our sorry. future. Because these babies got to eat. These wizards, the, the, the wives that we have, they need to feel protected and secured. That's right, man. Our brothers, we need to be able to, I want to wake up. If I wake up and I want to do something that costs 5000 or 10000 to do, I need to be able to do that at this point. The level exactly. of frustration, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's becoming a health hazard to me. I, mm. need, I feel constricted. So I need to work out a, a, whatever formula that we need to do because I, have to, I got moves to make. Blue pill, 
got moves to make. Who That's right. Hey, man. We got moves to make. You. That's right, What's man. What's your name, brother? What's your attribute? Victor G. Um, I mean, I build computers. I used to do uh, computer animation. Right now, I'm trying to focus my uh, trying to focus my mind on on this fashion, on clothing designing, and things of that nature. But <laughs> let me drop this one on you. We're talking about integrated technology right now. They've integrated they've integrated wearable tech. Wearable tech is a multi-billion-dollar industry. So computer computer animation and and fashion has now been merged. That's why New York. Is going to beat San Francisco in terms of finances and 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 and, and all around importance. New York is still a alley because New York is the capital of fashion, entertainment, and finance, and advertisement and marketing. All of those different um, industries are all multi-billion-dollar industries. And what they've done—that's why you see all of these apps being developed coming out of New York. New York is the home of Fiverr, Uber, um, Foursquare. Etsy, um, all of these different applications, but they're yeah. merging it with the sectors that are already powerful out here. So we got to build. Me and you got to build because Word, at the end of the day, we, we need we need video games. Yeah, we need we, we need to do some storyboarding too, getting some getting some films out there too, man. All of that, man. All of that. Nah, we, nah, we talk the films, video games first. That's what we do. <laughs> I just came from a video game expo. I'm telling you, yeah. and I'm in LA. The the advertisements of video games are bigger out here than the movie advertisements. You understand? You understand what type of they advertising for Total Recall is in November. Yeah. I mean, um, Call of Duty, that shit is in November. Yeah. They advertise for that now. They finna make uh, Assassin's Creed and all of that. They they making a billion dollars on those games. And oh, what we're trying to explain to the people is because of Oculus Rift, this shift is going to virtual reality. Why not immerse mm-hmm. somebody in an experience virtually where they could be on the, on a ship with the Moors? Why not mm-hmm. do a Rock Cry Out video game? You know what I'm saying? Why not mm-hmm. let Horus body them in that realm? Like, take them <laughs> to these different experiences. Introduce them to realms. You know what I'm saying? Immerse them in fantasy. Then we can go, because I'm looking at these, these video games are constructed just like movies these days. You mm-hmm. can't tell the difference. Yeah. I'm looking at somebody playing Assassin's Creed. That shit is a movie. Mm-hmm. They got a storyline and everything. And mm-hmm. you got to sit back and, and let them play it out. It's an RPG. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. So I'm like, if you 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 can you can put the um the electronic nodes on you and get into a room with a green screen and you can act out the video game and that shit could be compressed into a <laughs> digital format and, yeah. and that's your video game. And you create the background scenery and CGI. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That could go quicker than the movie. Yeah, and I know people that do that. <laughs> Personally. Have more of a reach. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Make a night. You ain't do a movie by now, my nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, babe. Yeah. Like, give me, give me a Black Wall Street movie. Just give, give me that. It don't even got to be South Five right now. Give me Black Wall Street. Yeah. Give me a love story some... based on Black Wall Street. Yeah. And mm-hmm. make some fire superhero characters to go with that super, you know. In computer animation and in comic books, yeah. you can tell a multi-billion something that will cost multi-billions of dollars in the movie industry, budget-wise to create. You can tell any 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 story that you want to tell through animation. There's no mm-hmm. there's no barrier to it. 
There's nothing that you can you can create anything. You can recreate history. Remember the X Men movie. You mm-hmm. have to cre- recreate the past in order to change the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, remember, we're living in like the movie showed you when they did revisionist and reconstruction history. They went back in time and changed everything. That's why we're in the box right now. That's why this shit is so uncomfortable and you don't know when did it change. When did it mix? Like. You know what I mean? It, it, it happened too fast for it to really switch so fast. Yeah. They changed it. They went back and changed it. So we have to come back with our artists. That's why it's about artists change reality. Mm-hmm. Artists are the ones that terraform your reality. They are the ones who create reality. The That's scientists right. come amongst the artists, and they are the ones who are able to guide the artists. The artists have the chaos energy, but yeah. they terraform I come from the Biggie era. A Rashid, we all we were going full to the street with Biggie. A Rashid and Christopher Wallace, that's his man. He terraformed the whole New York City in three years with words. I promise you. Uh-huh. I, when I say terraform, I mean he completely changed the landscape. He made everybody go from Ashley to Classy just with words. Uh-huh. It was it was magic, it was the highest form uh-huh. of magic and alchemy that I've ever seen in beyond any conscious person that I've mm-hmm. ever seen in a short amount of time in my lifetime. I mm-hmm. promise you that. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just him. It was a mixture of him and a dude from um, from Harlem. The scientist and mm-hmm. the artist. Puffy was a scientist. Biggie was the artist. Mm-hmm. Dane Dash mm-hmm. is a scientist. Jay-Z is the artist. You have to merge the two. Mm-hmm. That's what you find the tech and the technology. That's what you find in the industry. Jimmy Iovine is a scientist. Dr. Dre is the artist. Who's yeah. becoming a scientist? You know what I'm saying? So we have something in August called The Revolution Will Be Digitized. It is dedicated to all of the creative community and the entrepreneurial community and the conscious network. If y'all want to be a part of it, but I'm really talking to my people who have those skills and trades. And I want you to come out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if absolutely. Come, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, don't even worry about it. But this is going to be the this is going to be the the, the so you, I have to I have to step out there and let it be known as to what's available and what it is that we have and all of the I'm talking about there's so many opportunities they're gonna to have to kick me out of the building because I won't have enough time <laughs> to keep telling you all of the things that's available if we come together and put in that work. No right. blood, no blood shedding, no drug dealing, no busting people over their head, no war tactics. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to get, we don't have to, we, we go to war with our minds. We go to war with creativity. We go to war with our science. Aye. They always told you the physical combat is the, is the last option in war. All of, all of the Sun Tzu's of the world and all of the strategists and the tacticians told you you have to beat them in mental chess first, man. Don't be a brute. Mm-hmm. We're not no brutes. We're not no savages. We ain't out here eating people on the on the battlefield. We ain't general butt naked. People talking about they want to go to war. It's war on three levels going on right now, mentally, spiritually, physically, and all other forms, economically, socially. So we got to come with this arts and sciences. We take over the world. AARC kept saying it. We have to take over the world arts and sciences because that's how they're taking over the world. The century itself, Edward Bernays, Sigmund Freud, and all of them. Hey, you know, the magic is the science. What really gets me is when uh, when these movies come out and they have all these, you know, these, these characters look amazing that's in these movies. You know what I'm saying? They put all this animation into it. Everything's looking fire. And then you see our, our roots. 
when you see the movie, you you see something that look like a saw, or you see something that look like a set. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we sitting there dissecting it. But I'm like, when are we gonna make our shit? You know what I'm saying? When are we gonna make our shit? <laughs> it's the one of the animators. That's what we're gonna make it. Because I say it all the time, at the end, everybody stay at the movies when it ends, even if you watch it on bootleg, if they yeah. don't cut it off. When the, when the credits roll, it's not just the actor and the director and the, and the executive producer. It's a group of people. That's called unity, family. That's called yeah. network. You understand what I'm saying? That's called mm-hmm. doing everything that you're not doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that inside of all of those people, let's just say that at the end of a movie, credit roll, there's atheists in the, in, the, in, the, in the um thing, there's people who are Scientology, there's Christians, there's Protestants, there's Lutherans, there's Luciferians, all kinds of people come together to do a project. They unify, they make they, they make their billions of dollars or they millions of dollars, they create something that's timeless, mm-hmm. like an Avatar movie or a Star Wars that's timeless. Mm-hmm. It imprints the future in the minds of impressionable people so they create the future with their minds. Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick. years have come out of the mind of Philip K. Dick. And Philip K. Dick, it was unlocked in his mind when he got into them motherfucking mycelians and, you know what I'm saying, those other uh, mind-enhancing uh, uh, stimulants or what have you. You feel me? And he was able to pull all of that stuff out of the cosmos, and that's the blueprint. They've been running off of science fiction for the last 40, 50 years and born in it into their reality because their reality is fantasy and fiction to begin with. That's why they're so good at it. We're trying to be so goddamn, keeping it so goddamn real that we're getting pushed out of reality because we're not implementing and enacting the imagination and the fantasy into it. You feel me? Yeah. Come on, man. It's like, let's, let's, let's. I don't want to talk no more, man. It should have been <laughs> so, like, not in this beat. When Word, the only man. thing left is, is to get to it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to it, man. That's just wild. I really, I really think, yeah, like, I, I think that people think they can't do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I was at that place before, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the same behavior patterns with mm-hmm. the people that really don't think they can pull this shit off. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole lot of trouble. And they're gonna they're yeah. gonna utilize they're gonna utilize the, the, the stumbles. Oh, look what happened in Tahuti. I ain't fucking with them no more. And, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna use the stumbles as excuses and they're gonna gloss yeah. that shit over a hundred times. You feel uh-huh. me? They're gonna try to crucify my dude and, and, and we should not allow that to happen. Let us deal with him as family, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not placing any judgments on what he was doing out there. I don't know necessarily what he was doing, and I don't know what he was doing behind the wall. But what I do know is that, you know, that brother's a member of the community at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people have fallen short, you know, and you got to give, you have to, you have to have that track of land available for people to fall on their face because it's going to happen. It's going to happen, okay? People that's trying to figure this shit out and feed their family at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I would just say this. Don't fall into that trap because you're being monitored on social networks and all of those algorithms are being crunched and they're like, look, these niggas can't even stick together. You know what I'm saying? When, when you know, 
when times is good or when times is bad. They have their next, they have each other's next period. So yeah. you're being, you're being, it's, there's an assessment taking place. It is a profile that's being created based on how we treat one another. And that's going to be a determining factor of how you're treated in the future. You know what I'm saying? It's how you treat your own. Mm-hmm. So things better bone up and understand that it's a bigger plan, you know, bigger plan at hand. If you look at even the, um, the footage of that particular situation, you can't try a man in in, 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 a, in a news clip. They had caught for him in a news clip. They was like, well, maybe he wasn't dying before he came in here. And it, I'm not going to get into specifics of it, but if you, if you look at what you're looking at, you know what I'm saying, they're playing this game kind of different based on how they're treating homies. Mm-hmm. Don't fall victim. You know what I'm saying? That's propaganda. Or propaganda. propaganda. So... All I'm saying is that, you know, at some point, conversation has to be stale. And talking is not wrong because there's magic in talking as well. Mm-hmm. People are smitten. Yeah, we speak on this program about many things, and the next day in the news, you see them things manifesting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm not saying that there's no power in the word. There's plenty of power in the word. We wouldn't be talking about the rise of the logo sapiens. We have to have people realize the real power, the intrinsic power in the world rests and resides in the people as well. You know what I'm saying? I think that people take the concept of their words too light, and they think that their words don't have that much power. Hmm. So your mm-hmm. power, your words determine reality. They create form. You know? Your words create flesh. Is that, is that important? Is that serious? Is that deep? Your words are that powerful, and so are you. So when we could get that understanding firmly locked into our mind and we could change the way that we think about ourselves and one another and we can change the way that we talk to ourselves and one another. And when we start talking differently and thinking differently, we will see different outcomes overnight. Everything that you see right now, you can't even get emotional about that because you've got to understand the logic that's determined in the thought process that these people are, are, are bringing their reality in from. You know what I'm saying? This shit is fractured. It's backwards. So everything that you see is going to be backwards. People are getting caught up into the effects of that and emotional. No. If you're going to change it, then get on board with those that are here to change it. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll start assessing reality from that point. We'll take a three- to six-month assessment once we actually do the work to change our minds. Because, you know, one program the brother did is not going to do it. We still got that little white man in the back of our head saying, I'll have some bullshit, you know what I'm saying, get back to work. Yeah. You know, nice try, but no cigar. Get back to work. Get back to work. You know, <laughs> paying rent. Yeah, I'm paying rent. And it's, my rent is paid up for two years, nigga. You ain't evicting me that easy. You know what I'm saying? I got at least a 90-day stay, and I'm taking this shit to court. And I'm suing like Don Sterling. You need to go pay me. I got my name on the lease. You know what I'm saying? It's just not going down like that. I'm just not letting go. So it's, it's going to take a little bit more to push him out. You know what I'm saying? He's squatting in your mental right now. It's going to take a little bit more to push him out, fully push him out to the temple. So, you know, let's, let's, let's take a full step forward. You know what I'm saying? Not a half step. Let's take a full step forward. You know? Like I said, once once we take a full assessment 
take an assessment of your resources, especially if you're thinking in a strategic mind as a general that's like, yo, my shit is, you know, it's about survival. Once that clicks, take an assessment of your surroundings and your resources. Who around you has what that you can utilize to bring about this new paradigm? You know, mm. who got land? Who you know how to? Who who do you know that knows how to make clothes? Who has, you know, what I'm saying the social media skills? Who has the graphic skills? Mm-hmm. Who are the writers? You know, what I'm saying making a set all those complaints. Yeah, and know how to get in contact with them and know when to get in contact with them. That's important. Let's not be contacting people out of order, and then they're like, oh, you bullshit, and I ain't, I ain't messing with you. You know what I'm saying? You're one mm-hmm. of them conscious people. You know? Mm-hmm. You just talk about it. Have a plan and execute. Execute, mm-hmm. man. Oh. Sounds good, family. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, man. Yo, when I see y'all, I'm going to definitely have something to show y'all, man. We're going to see what we're going we're gonna to put together, man. Oh, no, I mean, I got other graphic design. Like I said, like Lou was just saying, it's a conscious gumbo. Yeah. We all have to come together, That's and right. we will see this shit. You know what I mean? Like, That's right, man. We'll, we'll build pyramids in no time. Yeah, we're going to build upon each other's ideas, man. That's all we got to do. And that's the we. That's the we concept that, that, that y'all was talking about earlier with, with, with Phil Valentin. It's too much eye going on. We we scared to share ideas with each other. We think somebody gonna steal our idea, but this is our shit. And as twins, as as two people who shared the womb, sort of friends, two opposites of duality in the flesh, polarities. You know, we understand the concept of the wheat mm. and the eye as well. But we are we we demonstrating the concept of the we how to work together in harmony because yeah. it wasn't always like this. You know, Brother A. Rashid could tell you about the Twin Wars. It's always like this. You know, this is something that we even had to develop throughout time. So as a result of that, we are qualified. You said, yo, you said the Twin Wars? Oh, yes, the Twin Wars. (laughs) Oh, shit, that's fire. Huh? That's a fire concept right there, man, the Twin Wars. (laughs) No doubt, when the north and the south was going at it. You build on that right there, man. And we 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 want to we want to be around like minds that also understand the concept too. Preferably brothers who have siblings or brothers who have you know uh, they they already are part of a team, so they know what teamwork feels like and looks like and the results. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's not a foreign concept. You know what I mean? Brothers that are part of a fraternal order. You know, uh, 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 things like that. Oh, my God. That's why those things are very essential and necessary because we have to. Oh, I think I, babe, I, I think I'm racist. Huh? Hello? That's brother Ed, right? My bad, son. You got you got my my mic on. I thought I erased something on my computer. This retrograde is fucking media. This joint is unprecedented. Yeah, this. I ain't crying. I don't seem to lose. I ain't losing nothing. 
Yo. What's up? Yeah. We can't lose you, Lord. Your joint is zit act up.
Friday, Friday the 13th. We will be back in the building. Big teams are going. Y'all press yes, play, and I'm yes. waiting for you up. Hey, yo, Shaman. What it do? You got that sacred herb, yo? Always. <laughs> we back. Royal Immortals. Watching, yo. What you saying? You catch funny to me, man. I guess we gotta reiterate it. Yo, shaman, check it, yo. Yo. You 3D Negroes don't have a clue. I've been blessing these mics before 92. Lyrically, I'm God. Who the fuck is you? With all that savage talk. And you're the money crew. Crew. Mislead now you with that bullshit you do. It's the moon ride. The black doctor who. Now shit on tracks like I'm drinking prune juice. From the booth that break your mental chains loose Let's take it from the beginning so you would know your story yeah. The crackers moved in and stole all your glory They destroyed your culture and stole your <laughs> land Caves dwelling vultures, they hate you They dying out so now they need the human They got to mix in if they want to expand They create shows like Scandal Causing our goddesses to lust after animals Shit is a joke Father, forgive them, they have sinned They just wanna be black magicians No weapons should prosper, I'm the shaman Master key maker of the talisman I've seen the best of friends become the foulest men Who am I to judge them, I'm just protecting Myself from certain dangers, that's prophesizing When you cast them pearls, they trample on them But I still drop jewels, cheat the rules, raise fools Wave my wand like nunchucks on these dudes Why you wanna box my magic is karate Mixed with Tai Chi, Chi, Gong, and Pilates. Precision with precision, body after body. I'm in the underworld, spiritual John Gotti. My mom wet day, I got some stones on them. When I sit to kill them, my warriors run on them. Spiritual but gangster guns and swords on them. I tried to tell you, man, you should have forewarned them. You see, they really scared of the dark side, which is the pathway to the light far side. Keep blocking blessings while she's passing you by. You think it's all game, I'm really that guy. Contractual agreements binding me, reminding me On the 18th, they ended the dynasty Went from Mr. T on the 18th Ornaments to Dora Gold To the state greens In the dorm with some dormant souls Look closely, you can see auras All colors of the spectrum, Deodora Solid gold eight stands for the Hermes Fish scales on the belt, Little Mermaid Call them Venom all black Pillars of the matrix and they felt it and dying. Niggas, they be dying without the help for the Mayans. Meanwhile, we build the pyramids without the help for the giants. Birds, they be flying and my niggas pitching without the help of Orion. Dolan, that is. Picture me rolling, that is. All of my visits have been metaphysics. When they cross the pond, just to toss a bomb. Surface the air, our purpose is clear. The hearse is a chair. Ain't no Big body sitting on the chrome, realignment like 
Yes, sir. Sit. <laughs> you ain't here to boot a place on the wax yet. It's finna go down, yo. You putting this tour together. You know what I'm saying? AYC. We definitely gonna need you in the building, ghetto shaman. You know, everybody out there is. is, is, is oh, yo, respect, respect. You're done, though. The world Callis, the whole team, you're done, though. The team. Yo, respect everybody. Big up KTF. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Universal show this. Indeed. Peace, love, and light, y'all. We're gonna see you on the next episode. All right, peace to the fields. All right, peace done, to the God. Peace to the family and nation. Peace.